1: Friday, February 24th, 2017, and it's The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and this week's show is brought to you by Squarespace. Okay. <laughs> Whether you need a landing page, a beautiful gallery, a professional blog, or an online store, it's all included with your Squarespace Website. Now, this is the time of year where I fire up the old Squarespace once again. I was worried about this because it's award season. I'm worried about this too. Um, but <laughs> it's award season, <laughs> and every year I make a terrible website for our own <laughs> awards, the Oscars.biz dot biz awards. That's right. Which has now this will be the sixth or seventh year that we're doing this. Wow. Uh, it's coming up. You'll hear more about it on the show today, but uh, it's coming up. But I always create a website that's terrible and ugly and gaudy and when i transitioned over to squarespace a couple years ago it was it made my life much more difficult because squarespace is so beautiful and simple Mm. it's hard to make it gaudy and ugly yeah and so the joke of oscars.biz was difficult to land when it's this beautiful professional website yeah it's too pretty it's too good right
2: like i want the video like if there's a video category i want Mm. to click on it and it just it just has to open up a whole new page, and it doesn't work in your mobile yeah. browser. Mm-hmm. It's a real mess. I was
1: trying to get it, that animated GIF of like the the shovel with the Bob's no, barricade no. and the flashing light, kind of like <laughs> under construction, no. and all those old <laughs> <laughs> things. Nothing you can't do that on no, Squarespace. No, Squarespace, wow. it's all Any like like,
0: cra- like GIFs that like crash your browser. That's what I want for the Oscars Biz website. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can't find a pop up
2: option in Squarespace because I want pop ups. <laughs> I, I really
0: want I want two really different marquee? songs auto playing, and Squarespace mm. won't let me because it's too <laughs> good. Yeah, it's I want MIDI
2: of Margaritaville starting the moment you go to Oscars.biz. Yeah,
1: it doesn't happen. Well, creating a website website with Squarespace is a simple, intuitive process. You can add and arrange your own content with features and features with the click of a mouse. Uh, You you can also get a custom domain for your website for free. Uh, When you sign up for a year, you'll get a a custom domain included with that order. Uh, It's best in class everything. Online store, their customer service. It's amazing. And right now, Squarespace is offering... uh, Uh, A special offer for Relevant Podcast listeners. You can start your free trial today over at squarespace.com. And uh, when you decide to sign up for Squarespace, just enter offer code RELEVANT and get 10% off your first purchase. Squarespace.com. There you go. It's not ugly. No, it's (laughs) really wonderful. (laughs) Like I said, I'm your host, Cameron. Uh, Here with me in our Orlando studios, back after a week.
2: Off, thank was God! So late. I wasn't even doing anything. Eddie, on time, Cougholds. <laughs> Good to see you. I was totally available last week. I just didn't want to do it.
3: <laughs> <Just> <laughs>
2: dinner on the house. Just, you just needed a breather. Huh? Yeah, I just need a break from myself. Uh, just come <laughs> up
0: for air for a bit. Over there,
1: our social gotcha. media Maven Chelsea Steele. Hello, everybody. On the ones and twos, our illustrious producer, my brother Chandler Strang. Hello. And on the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello.
2: Uh, got to say this. I was traveling last week. That's where I actually was. Talking to someone who listens to the show and listens to the show a lot. And you know what their big comment was? Mm. We What's love up? the new person.
4: Wow. And I thought, there's <laughs> no way you like Chandler. And they
2: said, no, 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 we don't like Chandler. We do like Chelsea. And I said, I agree. So I just wanted to pass that compliment on to
1: you. Thank
4: you. I appreciate that. You're making that. quite an impact. And
1: for new um. listeners now, you know, really listening to Chelsea's contribution today. I mean, no pressure.
4: Someone did point out how many times I say wow. So I'm trying to cut back.
2: Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, what was the girl on ET? The little girl that grew up in Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore. <laughs> she says, wow, all the time. And you sound like Drew Barrymore. Wow. wow. That's, <laughs> <how she laughs> That's exactly right. Um,
1: uh, speaking of Chelsea uh, joining the crew, it's because a- another person abandoned us named Joy Eggert- sure, Reed, oh. And uh, <laughs> she <laughs> is moving to Paris, but she's joining us on the show today to say goodbye to everybody. Oh, no, that would have lovely. Surprise. Yeah. She's coming yeah. on uh, here in a few minutes. Hey. To just hey, to kind of tell us what's going on and why boy. she's leaving the continent can we all pull out our google translator and only talk to her in french so your, your, your prank is going to be that you're going to get out google translate and only speak to her in french I
2: don't know if it's a prank I think it's just like getting her repaired culturally mm. Yeah, but I only speak to her in french and see how it goes
1: I think that'd be great
2: Then or yeah. just have Alexa or whatever speak to her in french the problem is she'll reply in french and then egg on my face, right? Yeah, that's right. We'll, we'll figure it out. <laughs> what
3: she, does that mean? <laughs> it's, it's a like phrase. A, it's like an old saying. You got egg, egg on, on my your, face. Maybe yeah.
2: it's egg
1: on your head.
3: Ew. It's kind of like soup
1: to nuts. It's just an old <laughs> phrase. It's <laughs> just <laughs> a thing. Either way, anywhere you got an egg on you you got a problem.
2: And that's what I'm saying.
4: Good to know.
1: Yeah, you got a messy kitchen if you got mm. egg on your face. The compliment also
2: was not that they liked me on the show. It was Chelsea. They right. really yeah. liked Chelsea. And, and I think it's evident by that little egg comment that I just made. <laughs> not making sense already.
1: Uh, we have a great show coming up for you today. Uh, coming up later, the Flaming Lips joins us. Need legends. Legends. I had the Flaming so Lips once, and uh, it was when I was uh, traveling to a cold, dry Boom. climate. Mm. Chapstick. uh, I didn't have any chapstick (laughs) on me. That actually is a huge problem for me. Uh, Every
2: time I go to Washington, D.C., my lips get dry.
1: And I just end up buying chapstick. Because we live in humidity. And we don't need we don't need chapstick down here. Cameron,
0: I know you're I know you're joking, yeah. but in all reality, I, I don't know why I waited uh, this long to tell you the band interview didn't come through. But I did get someone with really bad chap lips and it's about their chap lips. So technically, you literally hear the, lips cracking the interview is with <laughs> the flaming lips because it's the lips that's doing the talking. I mean, these are really chapped. I mean, gross to look at. It was a video interview and it was there was blisters.
1: So, the so the I lips- can't
0: wait. It's a good interview, though.
1: The Flaming is coming up later. And also, a uh, big uh, moment for Relevant. Our, our new issue is hitting uh, everybody this week and coming out this week. So we bring in our editorial crew. We can tell you about the, the brand new issue, the March issue of Relevant. But it's more than a normal new issue segment. I'll just say that. Um, big news. Big news coming up later. But first, before all that, um, we, we have news that here that we need to talk about. One, while I was watching The Bachelor this week, I got a text from another po- a podcast friend who amazing. also is watching the, uh, the Bachelor. And we're, you know, looking at coupling and yeah. couples mm-hmm. in love. And he's like, hey, I have just a question. How come Chandler and Chelsea aren't an item? <laughs> Uh-oh. Chan- and, Ch- and funny thing Chandler was who was texting you about that you know, <laughs> and, and and I and I and I was like I don't know you know whatever it's my brother we don't talk about that stuff then all and of then a sudden, I come in the next day to work oh yes. and there's a line at my door mm-hmm. did y'all see Chandler's Facebook yes. announcement last yes. night I did see that in well. a relationship yeah. with in a relationship and they're yep. asking me for the deets and I'm like <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about I assumed it was a joke I found out from people
0: <laughs> at work
3: because <laughs> oh, of Facebook be true? So,
2: Chandler.
0: I I can we call this young lady off real quick?
2: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Strong no. Pretty, pretty hard wall there. No. That's a hard no. That's a hard That's no. A hard no. I, we all got real quiet. I was like, maybe he'll say yes. That would be incredible. So where did you meet her? What is her name? Uh, her name is Marissa. Okay. I met her at a show that my band played. You are living the dream. That was the whole point of <laughs> that's this. That's the, the point, whole of point of getting a band. Yeah. Yeah. Were
4: you playing? Did you lock eyes with her as you guys were playing?
1: Did you play I, to I her? Always. <gasps> <laughs> 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 Did like kind of everybody else fade away and a spotlight kind of shown on her and you, yeah. every song Hello was Doom. for her at that moment? General,
0: let, me, let me ask you this. Uh, how's her Pokedex? Uh, I she mean, how full, <laughs> how full are we talking
3: here? <laughs> that her?
2: was a real problem. She doesn't play Pokemon? Doesn't
1: play Pokemon.
3: Yet.
2: Dude,
1: that's a bummer. Does she have any opinions about the Generation 2 that just rolled out? No, but it's great
3: it. listen
0: how hold on, listen how short <laughs> chandler's responses are right now i'm loving this Riveting. yeah
2: and he's given me i will tell you jesse he's given me the look like hey this is um can i stop messing around <laughs> well, congratulations uh, thanks. we're really happy for you i really appreciate it yeah. a nation of young single women are just <laughs> crying right now this is like yeah. yeah yeah they're just gonna stop listening to the show it's over
1: Half hard. of our
4: viewers are gone. Our listeners. <laughs> another, <laughs> another
1: important cast news. Um, yeah, this is an audio medium, so let me paint a word picture for you, listeners. Eddie Cuffels is standing to my left, wearing a nice blue t-shirt and blue jeans, mm. the It'll dungarees be, that he typically wears. Yeah,
2: and not my favorite outfit, but I'm doing. I'm in the office the rest of the day. I need yeah. to be comfortable.
1: So, and then he's topping it off with a baseball cap of the Tampa Bay Rays. This is the first I've ever seen said cap. He's not a big cap guy. He might wear one once every couple months. I I have one for each of my teams. Okay. So why are you wearing a Tampa Bay Rays cap? It's not even baseball. I I hate to cut you off, but I'm going to tell you
2: this. Save it for slices.
1: Really? Yeah.
2: I have dressed up for my slice today, and it is a slice about sports. Wow, sports slice from Eddie Coffles. <laughs> yeah, I think it's my first one. Wow. <laughs> Maybe my second one, but I wow. have a whole sports hot take today where I found myself This is
0: a hot take. You texted me about it earlier, and it's it's a sizzling hot take. It's sizzling. <laughs> Eddie has a Eddie is going to save an American institution today so, is what's I, gonna sizzling happen.
1: Sizzling like lips in North Dakota during the winter.
0: Very,
2: very Just very Sizzling and... as
0: this guy Hank, who I found walking down the street. I think they're infected. I think he's got a real lip. <laughs> Problem uh, I get pretty into it The interview is about 45 minutes long The Flaming Lips Actually set up A foundation for
2: them Yeah How many times a year Do you think the Flaming Lips Have to say no To Chapstick And they're like No We're not doing Your commercial Yeah And they're like
1: We'll give you $100,000 Just to play a clip Of this song In our commercial Super Bowl Super Bowl spot Yeah No
2: (laughs) No It's our one thing As a band We won't do Yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah They signed They signed a bad contract With Vaseline Early in their career and they just don't want to get involved in that industry.
2: <laughs> well, spring training is happening, and I like the Tampa Bay Rays. They call themselves the Rays, but I bought the hat that says Devil Rays because I like I like the
1: the spiritual intonations. Of right, that, I like yeah. when they were the Devil the Rays. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's when they came. That's where I home my hometown.
1: You know. Yeah. And so we're gonna talk about it. Great. Right. Okay. That's well, a hot preview. An, an, another another foreshadowing. Again, again,
2: why people like Chelsea? Because <laughs> this is what I contribute. Yeah. Like, uh, here's why I'm wearing a hat.
0: Cool. <laughs> it's coming up in slices later. Take, guys. Yes. Why did Eddie wear a hat today? Mm, interesting. So we'll you hear with about the... this. The, this is my slice. A couple years back, evidently, the Rays changed their name from the Devil Rays to the Rays. Right? Crazy, right?
1: <laughs> Anywhere?
3: weird? Can they Anyhow, do that? what do you have,
0: Chelsea? <laughs>
1: <laughs> wild well before we move the show along uh, and uh, in case you missed it and, and all the awesome segments coming up later that we have foreshadowed up to this point mm-hmm. um, uh, for new listeners uh, there's a cast member on on the show for the last few years named Joy Egerich Reed and uh, right before the holidays she disappeared
2: and it was very scary, for very us. scary,
1: and and, and he was, some some of the listeners were like, "What happened to Joy? We like Joy," and, and we're like, "We don't know." No, I'm kidding. We knew uh, the news was she and her husband Matt are moving to Paris, and uh, they. We're traveling, uh, going back and forth a little bit, and a lot of other things are happening around the holidays. And so she you know, stepped out of the podcast, but we were waiting to make the announcement so she could make the announcement, right? Right. It's not our news. Right. It's not our news. And <laughs> so it just happens to be that there's been a pretty long gap and we haven't made an announcement and it seemed very weird. Yeah. So today's that announcement. Right. So we're, uh, we're excited to bring Joy Egrich Reed back onto the show. Joy, are you there?
5: I'm here. Hello. Hi. Wow.
1: Welcome. We miss Present, you.
5: Present, if you will. We
1: do miss you, Joy. Bonjour.
0: Oh, joy.
5: <laughs> thank you. Bonjour. That is it that Chelsea, that's about all I know in French. So Joy, you could live in, there too.
0: joy in French is
2: spelled J O I E. Will you start spelling your name like that?
5: I will. I already have. Congratulations. <laughs> yes. Uh how have you guys been?
2: I'm doing another Google translator.
5: Wait a second. <laughs> Hey, can I tell you something really cool about the Google translate app is that there's a, there's a camera, the camera option. You can literally put it over words in another language and it changes it visually into English.
4: That's really, really really cool. So
1: you could like be lost on a subway in Paris and like just point your camera at us at a sign and it would translate into English.
5: I'm literally going to be that person walking around with their phone just like in front of me at all times.
0: <laughs> you wild. never have to learn the native language. That's perfect. Never. That's a never. perfect I mean, you'd and be.
5: I, and I, one of the things that I've learned about France is that you should, you should go there and expect them all to speak English. So, <laughs> yeah. You know, that's a, yeah, that joy, that joy, I, I'm assuming
0: I'm assuming your wardrobe right at this point is nothing but American flag apparel.
5: Exactly. And <laughs> mostly bandanas that have the American
3: flag.
2: Let yeah. me try this out on you. Chandler, as... Amore de Marissa, do you know what that means?
5: Chandler Amore. Oh. Chandler <laughs> loves <Marissa. laughs> I thought it was A M O R E. Said it like Amarillo. <laughs>
1: uh, Amarokes.
2: <laughs> it, yeah.
1: how, how do you feel about moving? Yeah. How do you feel about moving? This is a big deal.
5: Yeah. yeah like when to, when to, is to,
0: when is the big move officially?
5: Next Friday. So so, so
0: you're moving
1: uh, over there because because Matt, your husband, got the opportunity to work out of Paris, right?
5: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He, his company is owned by a French company, the French electric company. And so when we were dating, I was like, I will marry you if we can one day get to Paris. <laughs> so we got <laughs> married and now, now we're there. That's um, awesome. but yeah, it's, it's exciting. We have movers actually coming today to come get some stuff and um, but yeah, I mean like the craziest stuff that's been going on, I think moving has taken up like 10% of my brain space, but I started a company and so that has been, what's been my main focus.
2: Is it an so. English or French company?
5: It is a bilingual. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all I need to say is bonjour and no amour. So yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's been kind of what I've been doing.
2: I feel like I'm gonna about to dive into the details of what it's like to move across the country. But I really feel like we can just talk about this another time because I'm like, how many boxes is it? How do you move over there? <laughs> do, you, do you freight ship everything? Is it all UPS?
1: But- do you freight ship? Actually, I'm curious. Like, what are, you, what are you taking? Like, don't you just get a furnished apartment and just kind of bring your clothes? I mean
5: Yeah, the furnished apartment situation can depend. I mean, some of the apartments are furnished and they're really amazing, um, but a lot of them are quote unquote furnished. And it really just means that you have internet and electricity and heat all set up. Because if you get an unfurnished apartment, it's like there's no stove, there's no electricity, like it's really, really unfurnished. So some of them have less or more, but yeah, we have a big crate that we ship over and and then our stuff is there. Are you? So. How,
1: how are you going to run a new company from Paris?
5: I know that's what I got to figure the, out. What is the company? <laughs> that's I, part of the stress. I assume it's now, some sort of moving
2: company.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it, a is it a company? because yeah. i think they could do pretty well in that part of the world yeah what is
2: the what is the job the company
5: it, i started a speaking agency Oh, that so, makes so and that's what i've been doing i've been my dad's literary and speaking agent for the last couple of years and out of that i had people ask me if i would represent them and i was like oh that would be i'd have to start a full-on agency and then i was like oh i could start a full-on agency <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, so yeah we just launched a couple of weeks ago with like 20 speakers and we have a bunch more speakers we're gonna going to continue to add over the year. And, um, but the way it's going to work is that I have two women that are working with me, um, that live in Atlanta. So they're going to, I'm going to be oh. more of like the negotiations contract, that kind of stuff. And then they'll do everything post contract, like customer service stuff that you actually have to be on the phone for. So
2: hopefully it'll work. That makes sense. Cause one time I was <laughs> like trying to do a speaking thing and I just asked you for advice thinking like, Oh, she'll just say like, do it. And you kind of blew my mind with, (laughs) like, uh, legally kind of things. I was like, oh. Absolutely. I really, really, really don't know what I'm doing here. Joy apparently knows what's going on.
5: I, I really love contracts. It's weird.
2: That is <laughs> weird. a strange nuance to your... How do you
4: say contracts in French?
5: I do not. Uh, contracté. I have no idea. I <laughs> <that>. think, <laughs> you. I I think, that's think that's, if you add quichote right. to, uh, to
0: anything, it <laughs> yeah. works in French. I think it's a pretty... I think it's Latin-based, so I think that's how it works. <laughs> You're yeah, really. to you have to do
1: your fingers together Italy. <laughs> like, a, like the Swedish chef kind of like... Yeah, a, or, yeah word, exactly. You know. It's all the
5: same over there joy Yeah. again the French love it when you do that (laughs) how many times have you
0: been back and forth uh, to Paris since uh, you know you decided to move and was it like an episode of House Hunters Mm -hmm. International House Hunters International yeah
5: (laughs) I know so many people told us we should apply for that we we didn't get around to it but uh, (laughs) we went I went once and Matt has gone a second time Um, but yeah I really like he was working the first time we went and so I would go in the afternoons and I would explore different neighborhoods and figure out where we wanted to live and so did you I I've actually I I think that it was probably exactly like International House Hunters. Yeah, <laughs> did you find like three possibilities
1: and then look at them, weigh the pros and cons, mm-hmm. eliminate one, and then it really came down to a toss-up between two options? Mm. Okay, and you decided in a five-minute conversation over cappuccino?
0: <laughs>
5: yes, exactly. No, here's where I think that show might not actually represent how it works because we, well, we went over like a month and a half before moving and they don't, you can't look at any apartments until very close to when you're going to move in because there's such a high turnover in france and so we literally i just looked for neighborhoods like what's a good neighborhood that's a good commute mm, for him what yeah. do i like I, the f- vibe of
1: i think french so, turnovers are called crepes
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: the apartments have cre- a lot of crepes <laughs>
3: you get it <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah i
5: got it good A crepe. Maybe. I don't
3: know. you're already um, so french <laughs>
5: So the second time that Matt went over, he was actually getting to look at some apartments, and I was online, because there's, like, websites, you know, with listings, and I, I found our apartment that we actually got in the middle of the night, like, while he was sleeping, and the next morning, he got up before he left, looked at it, put in our application, it was, like, the last day, and we got it, so...
1: You get choked Not. up thinking about that story.
0: <laughs> I do. I,
5: you, like uh, yeah. you guys hold so. on a i I'm getting Yeah,
1: you guys have
2: really, really gone deep into the weeds of what this will. Yeah, you like. thought
0: you've thought through all the details. If I were moving to Paris. I would only be thinking about like how I could recreate the scene from Lady and the Tramp with Spaghetti Night 1. That is literally all I'd be thinking about up <laughs> you, until the time I moved. you got to feel like Joy's yeah. actually going to do that, though. Like, yeah. is, is there there is long enough noodle that we can oh, find? Oh, okay.
5: Here? On that, there's something... Tell me if you guys think this is weird. So, we found the neighborhood that we really liked and yes. there was this cute-looking restaurant we went to. And a, here's another tip for going over uh, to Paris. Don't assume that if a restaurant is completely empty that it's not popular. Oh. It's probably because it's just American hours that you're wanting to eat yeah. dinner. So if you get there at 7, 7 yeah. thirty, eight 8. Instead of 10. Nobody's there. <laughs> yeah. At 9 is when people start coming in. Mm-hmm. So we're at this restaurant. We have it all to ourselves. And we start talking to the guy that we think is kind of the owner. <laughs> and and he was like, figured out that we were from Portland. He was like, oh, Nike. And so we were talking about Nike. And then around nine o'clock, all these people from the neighborhood, like stop in and get a drink or just say hi to him. And I was like, he runs this neighborhood, Matt. He runs this neighborhood. So <laughs> I found out his shoe size and I'm bringing him a pair of Nikes so that we'll be like in, in the neighborhood. Hey, Is that th- weird? That's, that's awesome. That's
2: actually kind of great. <laughs> yeah. What kind of Nikes? Okay.
5: Um, they were just some that we got at the outlet.
0: Good, <laughs> I think. Hey, gonna, hey, but but Joy, <laughs> can I give you one piece of advice? Like when you give son. him the Nikes, <laughs> yeah. When yeah. When you give him the Nikes, he will be like, oh, "I hope they fit." You know, we really want to do something nice, and then look at him real seriously right in the eyes. He goes. You owe me
3: one. While
1: maintaining eye
3: contact,
2: someday I'm gonna
3: call on you to
1: do a service. That's, yeah, how the, exactly. that's how the mafia works. <laughs> that's yeah. literally how they get control yeah. of a neighborhood. Right. That's exactly. That's exactly. Exactly. Find right. right. yeah, yeah, the guy
0: who runs the neighborhood. Now you run
1: him with right. a pair the, the, of. The right.
2: First scene of Godfather one. The guy comes up. He goes. He says he's gonna protect the daughter. And he says someday I'm gonna call on you. And that's the guy yeah. that ends up uh, taking the care other of you
1: do in the middle of the night. Go like smash out a window. And then the mm. next morning, like what happened, will just walk by and be like. I can't believe somebody smashed out your window, I will stand guard and watch and make sure nobody smashes out your window. For ten percent, and like just kind of work your way in, and then like you know offer protection from
3: threats. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. I think that would
0: get you in good with the neighbors, if I understand the culture like I think I do. I think uh, yeah, (laughs) trying to uh, strong our money out of the neighbors is a pretty good way to get in. I also
2: think that we've confused Italy with France pretty
1: distinctly. (laughs) No, 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 no. No, It's blue sky, man. France is wide open for mafia opportunities. Uh, Italy's locked down. She can be the French mafia.
2: Oh, all right. <laughs> the well French then, mafia. yeah. <laughs> I then only I confused it because in my mind she is moving to Italy for Vito an olive oil business. It's because
1: of his Lady in the Tramp noodle reference. But oh, you gotta remember right. I, the Eiffel Tower was in the background oh, of that scene. Yeah. Interesting. They do serve Italian food in France sometimes. Well, joy. <laughs> We've learned a lot, haven't we?
4: <laughs>
1: I feel like you're so much better equipped for your move at this point.
3: Yeah. yeah, I think you've got it. Joy, oh. Joy,
0: can I pass this along too? Because of the advice we've bestowed on you, you owe us one.
5: <laughs> if you guys want an image of what I'm going to be like walking around France, it's just going to be with like a grimace on my face, smoking a cigarette, and just ripping off a croissant at all times of the day.
2: <laughs> Which brings me to my next question. Every time someone in France goes to the store, they are just holding bread that is open in a bag. How is that bread not ridiculously mm. stale?
5: Because they get it every day That's the thing, you do not stock up They have very small refrigerators And every corner has this little market And people who are making fresh bread I mean, when we did go up to visit the first time We um, stayed in this hotel And it had kind of, you know, like the continental breakfast But French standard So there's like baguettes and croissants And I'm just like dying over these croissants Mm -hmm. Well, the the second to last morning I had seen this little bakery That opened at like 6 a.m. And I was like, well, they're not free like our hotel, but maybe we should just go try some of these other croissants. And I went and tried them, and after that, I was like, our hotel croissants are terrible. <laughs> like, they're just, I mean, it's it's out of control how good their pastries are.
1: Oh,
2: I Do mean, guys, that's you know. all my France questions.
1: Do you guys have any advice for Joy, like uh, yes, other than no. the mafia tactics? I mean, anything <laughs> to start a new life and have a really good three years. You're saying other than the Mafia Town? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. man nothing. That's about assimilation, integration, I mean, and money-making. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joy, uh, thanks for coming on, and we're really excited for you and your new adventure. And uh, I, a lot you. of people have been asking on Twitter, like, what happened to you? And it's like, uh, she she was traveling and going back and forth and starting a company and then we we knew that you were going to come on and tell everybody what you're up to and and um, this is exciting it's an awesome new season thank for you, you. We're, we're happy for you thank
5: you I'm, we're pumped so it's good to hear your voices
2: we just kept ominously saying uh, joy is no longer with us
5: <laughs>
0: <laughs> joy I want to see I want to see so many pictures of you like riding down cobblestone streets on a bicycle with one of those cool like beret hats and in the and in one hand you have like what are those little Paint trays that you wear on your hands oh, yeah, with both yeah, different yeah, colors, yeah. like Bob Ross. Yeah. yeah, I want to see. I,
1: I'm assuming that
0: you just grab that on your way out the door every morning. So I feel like I'm it's a, looking forward to. seeing And then that. she
1: has a really long piece of bread over her shoulder.
2: It's like a redo of her famous joy picture. That's like her promotional picture and everything. Like you oh, on yeah, the bicycle, like, except you're all French now.
5: I just need to learn to ride no-handed, so that I can. I've got like my easel on my back. I've got the croissant in one hand and the whatever. What is that thing called?
2: Uh, okay. Palette. Yeah, a palette paint. Yeah. A palette. Sure. Yeah. a palette, yeah, they're yeah, yeah, like go. big Bob Ross
5: palette. <laughs>
3: oh, palette! That's French. Palette, good. yeah, that's right. Yeah, There's a idea. That's
0: the, the French uh. translation.
5: And you keep keep working on your pronunciation. I love it. Maybe you should just you read some paragraphs in French. Yeah. when you miss me. If,
2: yeah, if Punchline <laughs> needs a French-speaking uh, speaker, I would love to be able to translate some of my, mm. uh, you know, great topics into French.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> going to be a really good speech, but it's going to be five hours long, even though the original was only
1: twenty-five minutes. Because <laughs> he's it. doing like. A live translation. He's typing. Hold on, I'm mean, typing in. I got another <laughs> translation. Why does he keep saying Amaroks? Amarosa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's this? Yeah. Um, all right, it was good
3: talking to you.
1: All right, bye guys. Adios. All right, we'll move the show along. It is time for our look back. At what happened this week in culture and entertainment. It's time for In Case You Missed It. Well, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Ashton Kutcher gave an emotional testimony before Congress about uh, fighting sex trafficking. Uh, the actor is also the co-founder of the group Thorn, Digital Defenders of Children, and he testified before the Senate Foreign Relations Committee advocating for anti-human trafficking measures. You know how I found out about this? I was the looking internet. at Instagram that night, and on my Instagram there was a picture of Ashton Kutcher on Capitol Hill with Shelley and Louis Giglio standing with him, yeah. who obviously you know lead Passion the Passion Movement and the End It Movement. Yes, and oh, cool. I noticed yeah. that they had the little red X lapel pins, as did. Ashton and I was like, I had no idea he was connected with them. So cool. So uh, Thorne his company, it, it builds software that helps combat human trafficking online and assist law enforcement in finding traffickers and victims. So I was a little skeptical. I was like, oh, yeah, you got to try it out like yeah, you know, right, maybe, like celebrity, right? You know, um, yeah, so we got
2: Polly Shore up there talking about God knows what. <laughs> yeah, or <something>. yeah, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. To get the senator's attention. We have to bring in a celebrity. Yeah. I thought it was a gimmick. It wasn't a gimmick. If you l- yeah. listen to the testimony, it got kind of emotional. Here's, here's a clip.
6: I'm here today to defend the right to pursue happiness. It's a simple notion, the right to pursue happiness. It's bestowed upon all of us by our Constitution. Every citizen of this country has the right to pursue it. And I believe that it, it, it is incumbent upon us as citizens of this nation, as Americans, to bestow that right upon others, upon each other, and upon the rest of the world. But the right to pursue happiness for so many is stripped away. It's raped. It's abused. It's taken by force, fraud, or coercion. It is sold for the momentary happiness of another. Now this is about the time uh, when I start talking about politics that the internet trolls tell me to stick to my day job Uh, So, I'd like to talk about my day job. My day job is as the chairman and the co-founder of THORN. We build software to fight human trafficking and the sexual exploitation of children, and that's our core mission. My other day job is that of the father of two, a two-month-old and a two-year-old. And as part of that job that I take very seriously, I believe that it is my effort to defend their right to pursue happiness and to ensure a society and government that defends it as well.
1: The wow. clip, the clip uh, left out some of the really jarring stuff where he talked about, yeah. at, at, you know, he he's been on the front lines, uh, sex trafficking raids. He's mm-hmm. seen yeah. children the age of his children yeah. and stuff like that. And when he was talking yeah. about that, I mean like he like broke, I mean it was, it was right. powerful
0: when I watched it last week or earlier this week I was not expecting it to be as difficult because like you said he's like Ashton Kutcher you know what I mean like he's not someone you generally think of as like heavy into like advocacy but he is really passionate about this and his group is doing a lot of cool stuff as are other uh, you know, organizations and groups that are fighting the exploitation of children. Uh, and our very own Eddie
1: Koffel,
3: it's yeah. works for one of well, those. Well,
2: I mean, yeah. I was in D.C. at IJM that day. and IJM being International Justice Mission. Th- that's right. And D.C. being their headquarters. Washington, was, D.C. This is a great place. <laughs> oh, oh, I got you. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it was really confusing the way I said it. <laughs> District yeah. of Columbia. Yeah, <laughs> right. You know. um, and by at, I mean, I was present there. Um, in the place. But I mean, we were all just saying like, thank goodness because mm-hmm. it is so, an awareness campaign. Like generally, when if you talk to someone and you go, is there a slave in the world, they will go, Oh no, slavery ended. But the the presence that he has and the way he represented it, because it's such a nuanced path to walk, like how you talk about it and how you talk about the just horrific reality of what you were talking about, about mm-hmm. sexual tourism and things like that. But also the way you interject hope and possibility into it. He just did such a remarkable job and it was and 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 end it movement is Game-changing because End It Movement has raised awareness, and they um, just have done such an incredible job of marketing this problem and showing people, like, "Hey, this is a huge issue, and here's what you can do." And you know, organizations like IJM have been great beneficiaries of the movement that they're creating. It was I, awesome. I, I,
1: what I love about what I saw in that one picture, even, is just like that Shelley and Louis Giglio haven't kept this to be like passion's pet project yeah. mm-hmm. but they're linking arms with people in completely different circles mm-hmm. Oh, totally, and, and and building bridges to kind of unify uh, you know all these people who care about this issue yeah. as opposed to like putting a little flag and like this is our little yeah. kingdom you know what I mean?
2: Yeah there is no I, and I mean we know the Giglios and Pat, like there's no competition Yeah, it yeah. is we are in this together we're going to use our individual expertise and we're going to we're going to end slavery it's, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, the Giglio's are killer. So I will have a break. And, and,
0: and it's also not been co-opted politically. Like it is, nope. you know, there is a bipartisan effort to come up with solutions as right. well. Senator,
2: Senator Corker just helped push through one of the largest pieces of bipartisan legislation, the mm-hmm. EMSI and Modern Slavery Initiative. I know you don't like acronyms.
6: Uh, he
2: did that
1: in the District of Columbia, which is our nation's <laughs> capital. Now
2: nah, you lost me. Um, and, but yes, yeah, so yes, Jesse, it is... Um, yeah, it's a really interesting time. It's awesome. Yeah. So putting yeah. those red X's on your hands actually does matter.
1: Well, in case you missed it, Queen Latifah
3: <laughs> <Well>.
1: <laughs> and Fox are developing a show about modern day Bible stories. Uh, at Fox. I mean, this is crazy. What do you mean uh, modern day Bible stories? Another TV show based on the Bible is in the works. The actress has partnered with Fox and producer Holly Carter for the new series called The Scroll. The drama will reimagine popular <laughs> Bible stories set in present day and will start a grou- star a group of friends and coworkers who are actually modern versions of Bible characters.
2: Ooh, I get it. Like the Romeo and Juliet thing that uh, what's his name did? Leonardo DiCaprio did.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah
2: All right. of a sudden, it's all like modern and new, and we're flipping around cars oh, and stuff. It's
0: just like that super right. dated yeah. reference. You're correct,
1: Eddie.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's just like that 25-year-old that
3: movie.
1: It's actually one of uh, several new shows based directly on scripture. CNN is getting ready to air its new season of the documentary series Finding Jesus. That starts March 5th. Fake news next. And as we recently <laughs> noted, CBS, also fake news, also fake. Uh, recently announced it was developing a sitcom about a modern-day guy who decides to live out the bible as mm-hmm. literally as possible in the show living biblically which is mm-hmm. in development mm-hmm. so there you go queen <laughs> yeah, there's latifah like a, there's everybody. a moment
0: happening here with bible, really with bible shows
1: when, yeah. when queen latifah makes an appearance you know it's a moment oh
0: <laughs> at some point you would think i think that
1: actually defines it like if you're throwing a party and queen latifah walked in that party's epic i, I am totally surprised. surprised when queen latifah comes on the scene her first name can't be queen or oh, is it? No, that was a rapper name.
2: But this is what I'm saying. Like, even Dwayne the Rock Johnson is sort of Transitioning like... Transitioning to Dwayne Johnson. But, she's
1: but Queen Latifah queen. doesn't need to.
0: And I mean, it, so like, she transcended like, that.
1: It should be like Sarah Queen Latifah. No, I disagree. Yeah. She's owned it this long. She's in it. She's Queen no, Latifah. No, because Latifah is the brand. It's kind of like Fat Joe. You just like... Right. He's always gonna be Fat Joe. Yeah, we don't know his last name. It's always gonna be big pun. What if he slims down? Just Joe. <laughs> well, then it's an ironic, Fat Joe. Uh,
4: yeah, you know. exactly. It still like,
1: works. So like he, changes it, he changes it to PH. It Problem solved. <laughs> hey, in case you missed it, uh, Lecrae released a new song for uh, the, the soundtrack of the movie The Shack that deals with losing religion and finding God. Well. The song's called uh, The River of Jordan. It features singer Br- uh, Brian Isaac. He's also worked on tracks with artists like Nicki Minaj, Wiz Khalifa, Waka Flocka, Britney Spears, and others. Um, Queen Latifah. Yeah, Queen Latifah. <laughs> also
2: known as Dana Elaine Owens.
1: Yeah, Dana Owens. She did a jazz album yeah. under the name Dana Owens. I, I think it's she a lovely really? name. Yeah. I said, think Queen Latifah like old is fine jazz too. Jazz album. It was fantastic, actually. It's a very jazz vocalist name. Dana. Huh? The jazz vocalist name. Yeah. Yeah. That's her name. I know I know that, but I'm saying it's a very
3: very good
4: franchise Yeah, yeah. Jazz well, right. yeah, so yeah. you don't want
1: to, I, I I'm not going to do a, I'm not going to do a Queen Latifah jazz album, right. but I'll do a Dana Owens. One. <laughs> yeah, it's your
0: Chris Gaines moment. <laughs> but the great thing is the right. great thing is she, because she branded herself Queen Latifah early on, she has the option to go back. She can go to, back to and do the jazz album. Mm-hmm. You can't cause you can't you can't just take the nickname later. It doesn't work. You know, right. it's like the, the Garth Brooks <laughs> things when yeah. he was like whatever Gaines or whatever. It does not work she was she had the foresight to go queen latifah from day one That's you know right.
2: what point made queen latifah forever queen
1: latifah uh, you, like you a, were so wrong eddie weren't you i was super <laughs> wrong on this point
3: <laughs> uh
1: lecrae's uh, the songs lyrics directly address the tension between religious culture and a true relationship with god here's a clip
7: so I'ma leave religion for relationship Never sell my soul, I'ma sell my ship If
8: I failed you all
7: because I failed to help
8: Just know I failed myself But faith keeps me from folding It's all I got left, I'm left here with no one I ain't choose you, but you say I'm chosen And when I feel lost, I cross all the hope And I lost my religion, but I found God Sounds high, but I'm better seeing how far
2: That I come from the darkest of nights to the light Irregardless of all of my many flaws
5: Amen
7: I ain't living for your love Case dismissed, I don't need another judge I done got
1: everything Lecra- Lecrae Devon Moore. Lecrae Moore. I know it's Lecrae Moore. He's my friend on Facebook. Yeah. I like it. As Lecrae Moore. I like his name.
0: I like Lecrae. I like Lecrae. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad you give him his your approval, Eddie. Yeah.
1: Uh, ironically, this this, uh, this this video for this song, I also am in the background of. <laughs> He's,
0: Cameron, Cameron is eating a hoagie in the background, as we, as we discussed last week. Uh,
1: the idea of religion and religious culture versus true faith has actually been a theme that uh, the rapper has spoken out about. When he talked to us, recently about how difficult his 2016 was and how many fans abandoned him. And the it took on him personally. He said, um, I've taken all the shots, all the criticism, all the fanfare, all the appreciation. And I've kind of bundled it all up and said, okay, this is what comes with the territory. I had, a, I had a tough 2016. Then my wife and I went on a trip to Egypt and it was really good to be outside of my American context and to walk the trails that Moses walked. It just helped me kind of realign and put things in perspective and say, you know what, man, life's not pretty. It's not neat, but God is still God. And you can rely on and trust in him. Amen. And if you really want your rap video to pop, you mm-hmm. want to get Cameron in the background somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, one of the, that's mean, the last thing you said. That's one of
2: the main things that rappers say at their meetings yeah. is like, how do we get our rap videos? Can we get be
1: a way, is white guy just kind of hang out in the background? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just
0: kind of like mill around like but we can't, I mean, kind of kind of trespass a little bit.
1: Uh, in case you missed it, Joel Osteen's sermons made an appearance on the debut episode of Pete Holmes's new HBO show crashing. I did see it. Mm-hmm. I watched it. You watched it? I did. It was yeah. great. Uh, so this weekend, Sunday night, it uh, was a debut episode of Pete Holmes new sitcom on HBO and faith played a big role. I was surprised at how truly autobiographical the show is. Mm. It doesn't just kind of like loosely based on the story of Pete Holmes. He went there. I mean like and and. So yeah. uh, at one point, Pete is seen driving uh, around uh, New York and listening to Joel Osteen sermons. And not at one point it's several times. He actually discusses wanting to be a youth pastor on the show. Uh, he, he went to Christian college, right? He, he met his wife at, at youth group camp and yeah. you know, he was the only, she was yeah. the only girl he ever dated. And then right after they graduated from Christian college and he was the one to be a youth pastor, they got married. I mean, this is all on the show that's and that's yeah. really his story. Yeah. I thought they would kind of soft or downplay that no. aspect of his story. And he, he, he went there and it would literally was listening to Joel Osteen sermons because that's what he was doing yeah. in his life at that point, which is uh, crazy. And,
0: and the, the discussion about faith were, were earnest, not ironic. Like the point Absolutely. where him and Artie Lang get, well, there's awesome. a little bit of a spoiler, I guess. They get mugged yeah. at one point point, yeah. <laughs> and he says he wasn't afraid because he, know, he knows that God yeah, loves well, him Artie, and he Artie knows runs, that God will protect
1: him. Artie runs or Pete tries to like, you know, stand up like to the mugger to protect Artie and Artie took off and, and Artie sees him later and he's like, why didn't you run? And he goes, I knew God would protect me very sincerely. Hmm. And, you know, and so yeah. that's in the show. Uh, but is it like, like Holmes' stand-up comedy, uh, the show is a bit of a paradox. It, it, it mixes genuine discussions of faith alongside crass humor and the type of content you'd expect from an R-rated HBO show produced by <laughs> Judd Apatow. Yeah, it, is an, it is a certainly adult show. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what yeah. yeah. I mean, It's about, yeah. HBO Sunday night. That I mean, episode gives a certain yeah. seal of approval, I feel like. Well, well yeah, yeah. Judd Apatow <laughs> movies, it's got the trademark thing of like crass vulgarity with this like heartfelt. nugget uh, inside yeah. of like heartfelt sincerity, uh, redemptiveness that happens, but you got to wade through there,
2: yeah, everything the, he directs her is a part of there's 12-year-old humor and adult
0: Thoughtful, it's got be, that full be, house
1: era. moral of the story moment at yeah. the end, yeah, yeah, that yeah. feels good, yeah. yeah, it's it's interesting, yeah.
0: But, but this is his most, I feel like, explicit uh exploration of someone of faith yeah. that he's ever done,
1: yes. Well, explicit being
6: two, two, yeah, no, literally, two explicit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, Holmes, yeah. uh,
1: Holmes is a frequent collaborator with Rob Bell and uh, regularly performs sermon and comedy shows at LA's Largo Comedy Club. He actually, uh, he was in the magazine a while back and he told us that he personally doesn't see his style of humor in conflict with his faith. He said, so much of the focus is on observable sins, public sins. Like, why is there a true love waits Bible? Because it's a public sin. You get knocked up, you're pregnant, everyone gets a nine-month reminder that you did something wrong. Mm. Or swearing is another one, or or the things that you talk about or the jokes, whatever it is. Those are all public sins. But really, I don't think that's very interesting. I think who we really are as a full mm-hmm. person is far more interesting.
3: Wow. That's hate- that's the
1: sort of content that Relevant's bringing you folks. He brings <laughs> up faith con- like he was on the, today. he was on the Nerdist the other day
2: and yeah. he was like fully just talking with Chris uh, Hardwick hard hard about yeah. Faith. It's He's a very interesting guy.
4: It's he does a, on his podcast as well. Yeah. yeah all the time. A, yeah. a
1: little foreshadowing mm-hmm. next to sure relevant. Mm-hmm. Pete Holmes might make an appearance. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> does he know or are
2: you just guessing? <laughs> <you just hoping? laughs> like, is it
3: just... Pete Holmes, if you're listening, we'd love to get you. That's true foreshadowing. They, would they, would they we, were
1: shooting the show on the streets of New York. I sidled up in the background. <laughs> and uh, I'm, in a, I'm in one of the scenes eating a hoagie and you And, image. and, and yeah. when he said cut I just walked over and said hey Pete We're and a I, Pete I was Holmes recording hat. it yeah I was wearing a Pete yeah. Holmes hat Right. And, uh, uh, and you took a selfie with him that's the new cover and that's the new cover me and Pete Holmes I'm, the, I'm a little blurry I'm cropped off <laughs> half <laughs> my face but uh, it's Pete Holmes it's appearing in the next issue of Rollie yeah, eating a pulled pork eating a pulled
0: pork sandwich
1: it's, it's a, good <laughs> <shot>. <laughs> <laughs> a good shot it's a good shot alright well that'll do it for in case you missed it stay tuned well I'm excited for Eddie Slice coming up Slices
7: Is it cause I wear my hair
3: or because I like to play piano? listening to Thundercat. To
1: the song is Friendzone. It's uh, my soundtrack. I
3: really.
1: guess <laughs> <laughs> you and Marissa can't
2: listen to that anymore, no. can you? Not anymore. You're yeah. on, because wow, you're I'm in love, me. as you told us during the break. <laughs> in love. He used the word love.
1: Meanwhile, I'm sitting alone at home watching Bravo shows and listening to Friendzone. So. Mm.
4: You know, Eddie, <laughs> some people pronounce love amore. <laughs> or Amarok. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> like you're drinking Ella <laughs> <laughs> Look, uh, up blakes. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Marion Hill with Down, which is uh, on an Apple commercial right now. It's everywhere and it's a really cool song. All right. It's time for slices. What do you have, Jesse? All right. Well,
0: every once in a while, I read about something and I get mad at myself because it's one of those ideas that I had that I never pursued and (laughs) someone else took it, and now they're going to make a bunch of money. Like when I
1: used to buy up a lot of domain names, like uh, chickenfight.com, and I didn't do anything with chickenfight.com. Yeah. Eventually released chickenfight.com because why keep paying for it? Right. And then Burger King rolls on a massive campaign at chickenfight.com. No, (laughs) absolutely. (laughs) Okay. So it's that sort of thing.
0: I had that idea. No, okay. I know. It, yeah. You had the idea you could have been sitting on chickenfight.com money for yeah. the rest of your I life know. just d- drinking, you know, margaritas down in Fort Lauderdale. But no, <laughs> no,
3: no,
1: no. So this is your chickenfight.com what you're about to tell yeah, us. Yeah,
0: th- this is this is this is my ticket to be in, in on, a, on a, in a cabana all day that just gone. So my legs have been swept out from under me. I never going to let this happen again. I'm I'm pursuing every good idea I've ever had. Um I've always thought that the perfect game show idea would be based on the, the, like the party game. Would you rather now two dudes named Dan and Dietrich are making that a game show and, uh, Comcast, the streaming video, pl- uh, is launching a new f- streaming video platform uh, called Cut. dot com, and one of their their big pilots is going to be the show Would You Rather. Uh, so, some of the games are going to play on the show between these two dudes. Would they rather eat an entire McDonald's menu, deep fried, or blended together in a smoothie? They have to pick one and do it. Uh, would oh, they wow. rather they get shot with a rubber bullet or get deep tased? Fried, they got to do one. Oh, Here's my thing. I'm going to throw this out there. I miss my opportunity. Right. This slice is basically a way for me to just put this out in the ether as sort of an audition as a free writer for the show. Can I pitch you some would-you-rather ideas that I would love to see televised? Yeah, I think that's a great option. I was idea. assuming
2: you would. This is okay, your slice.
0: Yeah, I, and mine are more long-tail. Mine mine are going to take like a documentary film crew following you around for about a year. Um, you know, I'm not interested in this like, you know, MTV stuff, you know, pranks. I'm looking for psychological things. So, okay, here we right. go. Uh, you have to own and maintain a large terrarium of ferrets. Not one can die for an entire year.
3: <laughs>
1: How long do they normally live? I don't know. I don't, I don't know, like, but you got to figure how out what, a what, year. what if you started with an old one? I mean, like, I mean, no, no, I don't mean, know. It's a whole, I
0: mean, there's like there's like 30 in there. And if, if there's a large <laughs> That's fine. What I'm saying.
1: What if the 30 you acquire, a couple of them are grandpa ferrets and you don't know. They all look I, the same. I, you
0: that's that's why this is such a difficult challenge because you really got to care for the. I mean, you're doing medical exams, yeah. you're not going on vacation for that year, yeah, you're not gonna, no. gonna trust yeah. them. You
1: can't like have a friend come over, you know, they may walk your dog while you go on vacation. They're, there's you got to got no no no. your, your got 30, 30
0: ferrets you got to keep alive for 365 days minimum, yeah. Okay, yeah. you're not gonna trust this, no, uh, or. Or you have to wear a very pungent salami cologne every day for that year. So you got to smell like meat every day. Well, hold
1: on. So mm-hmm. You're smelling meat, but
0: how, like, can you do a little dab? Or you're talking like you no, got a no, I mean, it's in No, it's, it. it's a, it's a, I mean, you have to, you have, I mean, if you come in like a four foot radius, I have to, I got to be able to smell meat every day. Oh, okay. A four foot radius
1: all day, every day. Or
3: the terrarium you smell like the ferrets.
1: <laughs> okay. I got to go meat. You're going meet you, Eddie. What do I you know got to go meet? Because like the because that's not work. Mm. You know, yeah. I'm the, gonna the, go the,
2: ferrets just because of the pure curiosity <laughs> of the size of the terrarium, the situation of how the ferrets live their life. <laughs> uh, there's I just have too At many. At least questions. you're gonna
0: leave the year with like a valuable skill, which is keeping 30 ferrets alive. <laughs> yeah, right. Terrarium. Right. <laughs> right, trir- right. That's exactly right. Is there yeah.
4: a consequence if you don't?
0: Yeah, you 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 are are fined heavily and, yeah, and, and heavily, present, All right, okay. All right. What
3: are some other would you rather? <laughs> okay, others?
1: okay.
0: You have. To, at every, this this is another one <laughs> that's that's, that's the, ones the period that of the year. <laughs> you have to remember the game Devil Sticks; those little sticks that you fling up in the air. Cameron's um, family
2: just called them sticks.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you you know what I'm talking about? Like you see people on the boardwalk, they're pretty lame. You have to play Devil Sticks and gather people at every social gathering you go to, and like be like, "Hey, everyone, check out my new Devil Sticks <laughs> trick!" Every Sorry. social gathering you go to, every so- you're, you're, What if
1: you were just like swinging by a, a, a nightcap <laughs> evening lounge sort of place after at a At some date? point, you gotta bring you up the into- Devil Sticks okay. for everybody. Yeah, you you become Devil Stick guy for that year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you're meeting a couple
1: friends at a restaurant. You have to bring Devil Sticks every social (laughs) gathering you're bringing the devil stacks and play
0: that's kind
4: of fun I don't know or you you gotta get
0: get. super heavy into the game Magic the Gathering
3: it's a (laughs) tough one because
1: there's a lot of weirdos (laughs) that play a game I'm pretty sure it's some satanic stuff I was never allowed to play that or Dungeons and Dragons yeah because I don't even know what it is
0: This is a tough one. Much. This is a tough one because it kind of... One is like a time thing. One is like, you know, a, a thing with your dignity. You have to be forced to watch the Michael Keaton film, Jack Frost,
3: every <laughs> evening. <laughs> Good and one. there's
0: no distractions here. There's no phone. The lights are out. You're, you're awake watching... The Michael Keaton film, I Jack Frost, he where that. he is a father who dies and come back in the form of a snowman to help his son conquer bullies. That's the plot. Based on a true story. Yeah, it's, <laughs> as far as I know, it's a documentary. Uh, every <laughs> night, <of> every year. <laughs> or, you can only wear very uh, a loud Ed Hardy clothes, full outfit for that <gasps> period of a year. Ooh. Jack Frost. God, I, I gotta Jack tell Frost
2: you, those 400%. are both fall the like, it wouldn't be tragic, but it would just be so cruddy. <laughs>
1: I I, think I would go Ed Hardy I don't think it would last more than two weeks I would go Ed Hardy but you couldn't I,
4: explain to people like I'm doing yeah, this You're adding because. you're adding
1: layers. I he just said you got to wear it. <laughs> I could put a sign around my neck that said this is a dare.
2: There's a yeah. little bit of the Ed Hardy thing though that I think if you just really tried to pull it off with some swagger, you Eddie. could make like you're being ironic <laughs> with a with like bringing back an that old
1: trend. really so, hard with that Hardy. So you though. you would style yourself, your hair and everything like super hipster things like that. You wouldn't go Guy Fieri. No, no, no. You're not yeah. going to own the actual Ed Hardy thing. No, you I'm You would wear- say, like, this is so ironic. Right. With your face, your hair, your, everything. Right. I would yeah. have
2: to start hanging out with different people that yeah. would get the irony. I'd have to go to different places, like wherever Cameron met his girlfriend, Marissa.
1: <laughs> I, I'm listening to friend zone He's are, got the girlfriend. But, sorry.
2: Wherever Channing <laughs> met yeah. the love of his life, Marissa. Yeah. Or is it Melissa? It's ours. Are you? Yeah. Did she change it? Was she L when she was little and then she changed it to Marissa? I don't know. I don't think so.
0: All right, Chandler, tell me this one. Would you rather for this cool TV show that I'm doing? Uh, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> this I like is that another you, thing. I like this that is a year long sh- commitment here. Year I like that commitment. in this
2: podcast, Jesse brings us back to something that is still so <laughs> completely absurd
3: that somehow
2: like that starts to feel more normal. So yes, Jesse, would you rather?
0: I put a lot of time into these guys and milling on these for a long time. I was up at night thinking about this one. Would, would you rather you can only talk at six times your normal volume? So basically, you're shouting everything you say. Every word is like a full shout. Or you can only speak 50 words a day. It, then that's it. Oh, 50 words a day. Oh, uh, Easily. 50 words is not very much. That would be my dream. I think I'm going shouting. Sorry,
3: I wrecked
8: your your bit. I
2: thought it was like, oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) But how would would you have a good connection with your girls and your family? Who needs all (laughs) the We're fine. We're going
2: to feed you. But then
1: the other side, you have to be shouting at your kids and family. Right. All of a sudden, I love you. Yeah. You're a brave, strong woman. That's a tough one. Actually, that's the thing. Okay. You could, you would be rationing your words so much that, like, if the words you would say to them would carry a lot of weight, right. it actually may strengthen your Reed relationship. Read Hemingway. He can say in a sentence what yeah. most people do and in a chapter. You flail mm. your arms a lot, so you communicate a lot non-verbally.
2: Right. And I like snuggles, yeah. so I would just like mm-hmm. there you no. go. You give him a nice hug in the afternoon. That says I'm glad you're home from school, and I'm proud of you for
0: being so brave. I'm braised. shouting. <laughs> I'm shouting all the time. I'm already shout a lot. This is just this one's easy for me. Yeah. Does yeah. like, like, life? Doesn't doesn't change at all. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. Okay, Eddie. How about this one? Because you seem like that was you. That was an instant decision. Sorry,
2: I should have not wrecked it. But I, for no, me, no, no, I just no, was no, in no, a that's dream fine. That's
0: fine. That's fine. Not all of them are easy for everyone. How about yeah. this? You have to legally change only your first name to Jean Claude Van Damme. So you are legally <laughs> Jean Claude Van Damme, Van Damme Koffeltz.
2: Vincent the Third Queen yeah. Latifah.
0: Yeah. So yeah, when you introduce yourself, you have to say, "Hi, my name is Jean Claude Van Damme Coughle."
2: Okay. Okay. So far, I choose this one because it seems wonderful.
0: Or you can never consume a dairy product again. You're basically voluntary lactose intolerance at that point.
2: Oh, this is a bad one for me. I very, consume very little dairy as it is.
0: No ice cream, no cheese, nothing. Are you a vegan. Very
2: yeah. rarely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I. Same. I would. I would. No cheese. No dairy. No I cheese. Mean, what would we give every cream? once in a while, like if we're at a friend's house or there's like one of those like um, I can't say I the word. What are those plates that you get at this restaurants harcourtry? now? Couture,
4: <laughs> Chelsea,
0: would you become Jean Claude Van Damme's feel, or would you go with the dairy? <laughs> I, would I feel do dairy.
4: Like Jean Claude might be a little confusing for people, but like, why not? In what sense? Uh, I, no, I'm it's not generally... Jean-Claude, it's
0: Jean-Claude Van Damme You have to pronounce it <laughs> in its entirety Van
4: Damme steel. It's kind of cool, I don't That's know That's actually I'm, kind yeah, of a like
0: kick-butt name Yeah, I feel yeah, like I could become it, an author really or is. something Yeah, that is cool Okay, last one, Jinkos every single day for a year oh, yeah. Or you have to grow a 9-inch rat tail That must never be tucked in <laughs> <down. laughs> Rat tail Oh, oh. never tucked Cameron in is. You know Chandler Never had such in. A definitive
2: opinion On the show As he did in that moment He's like Rat tail easily Already doing it Next question
0: I didn't even finish it He was rat tail Rat tail Give
2: me rat
1: tail
0: He shouted
3: it too It was Yeah uh,
1: Yeah you gotta go rat tail Because you know You gotta think about the angles The majority of people Who see you are from the front yeah. If you're walking Toward them in jinkos, They're right. going the other way
2: I can still do I can still get a picture I don't realize yeah, I don't realize You're a weirdo
1: in <laughs> So you walk away and I see the back. But I I feel like you're deeply weirder
0: with the rat tails versus the jinkos. (laughs) Yeah. Like the jinkos, it's just like, Man, maybe she's just at the end of a weird laundry cycle, or like deep into the laundry cycle, right?
2: But you see the guy with the rat tail, and it's like, <gasps>
0: no, that's intention. Name. That's, that's taken
2: a lot of time. The kid, put, put, the kid, kid, put the kids inside the house. I'm calling the authorities. Now, <laughs> is it
1: is it a braided
0: rat tail, or oh,
1: is yeah. it like a ponytail type of thing? I, you, know, you
0: know, you I'm, I'm going to leave this to an option. It can be free flowing. It can be ponytail. It can be braided. I preferably, I was thinking if it was any of you guys, you would be putting beads in there. But uh, it's really up to you. <laughs> that's a real
2: excellent point. I kind of do go rat tail then if I have beads.
0: Like a cool feather or something in there. Anything you want to do.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's great.
4: Question. For me, do I have to shave around the rat tail? Like, because you guys would just have... Like oh, yeah, I already yeah, have yeah, a yeah, long you, you have hair. To yeah, yeah.
1: no, you have to have a short haircut okay. with the long rag, <laughs> nine inch. So, are you tail. going
0: jinkos at that point, Chelsea? I think I'm going jinkos at that
1: point. Well, <laughs> jinkos are kind of like long culottes. Just, I mean, yeah, that's already is, a female <laughs> <laughs> type item.
0: Totally, I
4: feel like the rat tail is a bigger commitment for me than yeah. jinkos would be. Yeah. So. Yeah. Like, could, yeah. They
0: could just look like you're wearing a big long jean skirt at that yeah. point. You know, if the right
1: yeah, jean just keep goes. your legs fairly close to each other. and
0: Which
4: yeah. I've seen it quite a lot, like a um, lot
0: of retailers recently.
4: I know. Denim it's, skirts. It's coming like out. mid-length so right denim skirts. Go. Well,
0: yeah, anyway, yeah. so if Comcast, if you want to give me a call, if you want to get these two, Dan, these, these dudes from <laughs> Dan and Diedrich, okay. if they're show tanks, don't abandon the concept here. I've got plenty. I've got fl- I'm going to need people to follow around for over a year uh, to document it. And uh, I'm going to need my Hands on thirty ferrets in a terrarium, but I like mine way better than their, you know, rubber bullets and getting tased. So let's talk. Give me a call. You know where to find me. All right, there you go. All right. uh, What do you
1: have, Chelsea?
4: Uh, Hot take. Uh, Iceland's president is being forced to clarify his political opinions on pineapple pizza because of a recent incident he had visiting a high school. Um, If you've been on Twitter at all, this has legitimately been blowing up the internet.
1: Wait, Uh, literally? Like the servers are on fire? The servers are
4: exploding. There are fireworks everywhere. Making my job a little bit more difficult. Uh, The Guardian reported... Last week, answering questions from pupils out of high school in Iceland, the president said his favorite football team was Manchester United and that he was fundamentally opposed to pineapple on pizza. Yes. What? The, OK, hold on. The president then went further saying that if he could, he would ban the fruit as a pizza topping. Yes, uh, he
0: could. He's oh the president. He could do like an executive order. if There's nothing preventing his unchecked power.
2: I agree with everything he's saying.
4: What? he? Okay. Well, so everyone's everyone was supporting him, and he released an official statement on an, uh, his Icelandic Facebook page entitled, A Statement on the Pizza Controversy. And his official statement was, I do not have the power to make laws which forbid people to put pineapples on pizza. I am glad I do not hold such power. But everyone has been standing behind this. People are tweeting things like, Iceland's president is the hero we all need right now. Yes. I thought
0: we would all be opposed to this, but I was clearly wrong. It's clearly tyranny, but I will say this. Iceland's Pizza Gate yeah. is a lot more fun to talk about than ours.
3: Yeah. That is
2: true. Uh, <laughs> I will say that, I, and I'm, this is my official statement now. I'm worried. Um, I believe that pineapple pizza is complete trash. It, it tastes awful, and I don't want sweet fruit on a pizza, and also it should be banned.
4: Eddie... I feel deeply offended. <laughs> well, you're into pineapples
2: because you've got a pi- pineapple tattoo on your wrist. I
4: do. I got it because I had them on a pizza one time. And it
3: was so <laughs> you, good.
2: you just took one bite and you put it down and you walked out the door and drove straight to the tattoo place. I knew. That yeah. The, ta- Did, <laughs> I the need thing is like
0: the political, this makes me like want to live in a country where political scandals are fun. where <laughs> We can joke around remember, about yeah, pineapples remember on when on President pizza.
2: Bush said he didn't like broccoli and we were all that was a whole to do. Yes. Oh, those were the days.
1: Broccoli. Farmers <laughs> were rioting. I mean, they had riding. a march on Washington. Yeah. Was... They had the Broccoli March yeah. the day after. Was, Damn. You know. That's
4: what Drum Song is actually about.
1: <laughs>
3: yeah.
1: It was the theme song for the Broccoli March yeah. back in 89, uh, I think it was. Yeah, or, they're making okay. a movie about it, the Broccoli March. It's, yeah. It's, yeah.
4: Wow. It's uh, but yeah, power. okay. Ben
1: Affleck, well, I think I mean, ben Affleck is directing it. People are really divided over this. Starring Queen Clearly. Latifah Here, and I'm, Ashton Kutcher. We
4: are a, a, a an example of that.
2: <laughs> Tell me why you like it.
4: I think pizza, by and large, has some unhealthy components. Uh, cheese and and gluten can really block up your your digestive system. I think no, having a fruit in there, the an acidic fruit, is just. I'm going to
2: rip this apart, <laughs> no, like a, like, a, like a fibrous. <laughs> but that doesn't make item. you like something because it's healthier. Like it doesn't make like when I, you eat it and your palate lights up. You don't think I like this more. You, I, you just yeah. like it because you feel better about what you're eating.
4: I I mean from a flavor aspect. I love it. I think it's great. I love when sweet and savory things come together but it's hot it's hot pineapple yum
0: I I do here's the thing I tend to lean a little libertarian but I'm kind of totally for passing one law that just enrages like a very small portion of the population for no reason for no the law serves no purpose but it just makes people so mad and it's enforced with prison like if I catch you if I catch you ordering a pineapple pizza, I don't know why I think I just like the the idea that the government can do that even though it goes against what I really believe I kind of think it's hilarious just to isolate people that eat pineapple pizza and wow. uh, I'm totally for it and I think they should totally do this
1: thing
2: that would I there would actually be another law but it has nothing to do with this slice or food it, but the resume playing thing we've talked about this
1: mm-hmm.
2: if I was if I was the president like Apple. Not,
1: not just the president of Netflix
2: of everything. Uh, okay. Resume playing would not be an option because I'm okay. the only one watching Netflix. Why do I have to click eight <laughs> buttons in order to resume watching, you know, Mad Men or whatever?
0: What mm. device are you watching where you have to press eight buttons? Because Apple usually TV. for me, it's a very convenient <laughs> one. Apple TV.
2: Always resume I think, playing.
0: I, I think it's more of an issue of what you're kind of, how you get your Apple TV
1: jerry raked in your house if you're using eight <laughs> buttons to watch the next episode. But I leave a lot of shows in the last couple minutes. So like I like last night, I specifically, there was new episodes of, to- uh, of a Chef's Table. And 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 so I left off at episode six of season two, the very last one, with two minutes left in the show. It was just credits and stuff like that. So I just cut it off. And so I said, Do you want to resume playing at that point? I'm like, Clearly no. No. Like so I wanna go I wanna start with the next fresh episode. Mm. So like I don't want the I don't want the resume playing to to be involved in my situation. Let me just choose what I want to watch. We've we've got a stronger case on resume playing than
2: you did on apple pineapple whatever it is
0: but I, i'll say this the other here's the other thing i should i think should be make illegal just for on netflix features the judgy are you still watching I, yes i'm still watching agree. okay <laughs> like, yes
2: i'm alone yes. i'm alone i got tired I of listening no to tonight zone. just leave me alone
0: netflix <laughs>
2: all right what do you have eddie baseball hot topic sports thing. This is, we, I believe, is it
1: just about everybody's least favorite sports. Is that what no, no. this is about?
2: Nope. Uh, Hockey and baseball. I brought everybody. a legitimate slice about a baseball story <laughs> that I think is very interesting, oh, wow. and that is why I wore my baseball cap today in <laughs> honor of the Tampa Bay <laughs> okay. Devil Rays. So a lot of people complain that baseball is too about slow. Baseball. Yeah. And why would you, Why do you not like baseball?
1: Because it's boring and too slow. Nothing happens.
2: They have heard your complaint. To make the game quicker, a new rule in MLB has been passed that says that uh, you know when they're intentionally walking someone, yeah, and they have to throw four pitches yeah. that are just like okay, Come well, on, you know, we get it, lob it four yeah. times. Yeah. New rule is fast forward. They can signal that they're going to do that. They don't have to throw the four pitches. They let them walk to first.
1: Ah, there you go. They're say,
2: saying that on an average, and it is purely a measure in order to save time from the game and to make it go quicker. It will save on average how many how many how much time per game per game. Does that say
1: I would say nine minutes
2: nine minutes Channing any guesses? No idea.
1: 20 minutes. It's like it's like 45 seconds per. I mean, so maybe four minutes. Okay.
4: I have never seen a baseball game in my life.
0: Oh,
3: my God. <laughs> And, Jesse, you
0: probably read that. <laughs> I, I, I do. I know the answer to this, but go okay. ahead and review it. It will
2: shave an average of 14.3 seconds off of each game. Oh, my wow. gosh. So get ready for the new baseball, everyone. It's going to be Warp
1: speed. so fast. <laughs> 14.3 they, seconds? They just
2: bought themselves a half a commercial's worth of what? time. What? Right? How is that possible?
0: because these days it, it like rarely happens. It doesn't happen. Like, very not, often. It's not like strategically it's strategically just falling out of fashion. It's, it's it a minute it and a half a long.
1: Well, but it only happens once every three but days. But also,
0: there's
2: still time yeah. when the batter's coming into the box, and you know oh they're given the signal. Okay, now he's walking over to first. Like it's not an instant transaction. It's just a little quicker than lobbing four pitches. Uh, so 14 seconds faster, big MLB rule. Mm. I actually strongly dislike the rule because I think the pacing of baseball is what
0: makes it kind of but, magical. But, but Eddie, when you mm. when you and I were texting about this slice, <laughs> you what, don't what even
4: Cameron just made the magical, expressionless emoji face with his Magical,
1: <laughs> like, to just fall, take a nice nap to have that kind of quiet droning in the background. I get that, but like... That's now, now I to ed, 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 Eddie, You're when, can, can, when you were pitching this <laughs> when we were talking about
0: the this morning, yeah. You, it, it kind of sparked a little inspiration in you because th- you, you know, admittedly, this may not be the best idea, but there are other sports that could use some vast improvements.
1: What was I mean, it? Hold on, no, no. I, I remember the only baseball that I liked was in the mid-90s, MTV would do like their jock jams thing. Yes, and they would rock and do, jock. Rock and jock. And they would do a baseball game yeah. that had like targets in the outfield for like yeah. a 10-point 10, 10 run. Right. And like it was crazy rules. That sounds and awesome. And they had real athletes, pro athletes playing with like rock stars. And Joey from mm-hmm. Blossom. I know. And like it was... Awesome, and it was like crazy things would happen, and you're running, incredible. and you get like you know like cannons would just fire off. It was awesome. There were nets i don 't know what the nets were doing i mean it was, you've it was led, awesome.
2: you've led me to my point. Jesse and I have. Th- Pretty strong thoughts on how to improve every game. I think that shaving 14.3 seconds off yeah. of a game is nothing. But go ahead. Name a sport.
1: Well, well I, I think baseball would benefit from something like the three-point line. You know, like I think, uh, you know, like having certain types of homers have more points and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. For for baseball, and I think I may have mentioned this before. I, I know I've brought it up to other people before.
0: Cause I'm pretty passionate about it. You know how they bring out like an ex-president or like a celebrity due to the opening pitch? And usually it's a big meatball right down the right down the middle. Yeah like to start
1: it off that counts
3: on, <laughs> that
1: strike one um, that counts. Hey, you know, right. top golf, that top golf place. Yeah. And so yeah. like, you're, you're, it's like a driving range, but they have like huge targets and stuff like that right. out there. And yep. there's like points and things like that. If somehow you could combine baseball with top golf and like yep. there's targets in the outfield right. and stuff, I think that would be interesting. That'd be cool. How about bowling?
0: And- Curb, and, and, and George
1: Bush seniors throw it out the first pitch, just right.
0: lobbing one right <laughs> yeah, down there and take <laughs> deep. I would watch that.
2: Yeah, some young soldier is rolling him out, and he is just doing a grounder to halfway between the mound and home yeah. plate. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine how messed
0: up that would be? (laughs) The home crowd starts
2: booing. And he's like, oh, and he's just smiling and waving and Barbara's on like a little cart just going around the outfield. Or or
0: Queen Latifah just lobs one up there and you just see like Bryce Harper just take it yard, just
3: wrap that like
0: out of the stadium. Like Queen is crying because she just she just lobbed one in there and he just crushed that thing oh, to the moon. That's
3: absurd. Every
1: team has to have a non-athlete celebrity on the field
3: oh
4: my in gosh. uniform
1: playing I game. love that idea.
4: Preferably someone who oh, is changing forgetting. their name from their oh original birth name.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I had a whole list of these but nothing will be as funny to me as that. That was as good as it gets.
0: I love the idea. Anyway, Eddie, read, read a couple of your ideas.
2: Okay. Um, bowling, obviously. Curved lanes. So only those cool sidearm so, so shots. So it's like Work. So
1: it's like mini golf at that point. No, no,
2: no like- you can only do those awesome twisty shots. If mm. you try to lob it straight, it goes right <laughs> into the gutter. Soccer, obviously, half the field quadruple the soccer balls. Um <laughs> let's see
1: <laughs> Wait, quadruple the number or size uh, is it like you're kicking a beach ball
2: either one would work oh okay. it depends on which I, game you go I've to always i always wanted like to it. see well, bowling with like
0: a gigantic ball that's like takes three people to roll I don't know why I just it's think it's more be of kind a bouldering
2: bouldering
3: yeah
0: yeah it's very dangerous though yeah people are injured all the time playing it
2: NFL this is an actual one everybody hmm. has an app if half if 51% of the stadium votes to override a call it works and they override the call that way, it's not partisan, right? It's not like the team... Does this make sense? No. So the referees make a call that he was out of the bounds. Whole,
1: the home team would always get always. the crowd... 100% of the crowd would... 90% of the crowd, then. 90%... Would 90% work? Yeah, No. It, a home crowd like Pittsburgh is going to be 99% Pittsburgh people. It's a, it's a, yeah. a, it's a flawless idea. <laughs> um, I think my last one
2: would be basketball okay the kid that cleans the up perfect the, sport the kid that cleans up the sweat mm-hmm. done what do you mean done? Just let the sweat happen oh, and so see it's what happens. Just, it's just like slipping, slipping and slides. sliding. <laughs> I, think, I think it keeps you from falling down as much. I think it changes shoe design. Uh, I, I mm. think because you got to have more rubbery it keep shoes you from
1: falling down as much. Guys going in for dunks and layups would be sliding all over the place and falling oh, no. on their backs, banging their head oh, on the ground. Hilarious!
3: Oh <laughs> <laughs> Basketball's the best now.
0: I've always thought
1: I've always thought mascots should play a bigger role in actual mm. gameplay.
0: Like let them run out on the field and mess with people in the actual game more often.
1: That doesn't happen. So like. Much. When the mascot does that thing where he runs and jumps off the trampoline and dunks it, you're yeah. saying that should count? Yeah, I think there should be a trampoline that mm. only the mascot can jump off, and he's now part
0: of the game.
2: College football, you get a fourth option. Is what I'm saying is you either get you can either go for it, mm-hmm. punch it away. Mm-hmm. field goal, mm-hmm. bring your mascot in as a 13th man.
3: <laughs> Those, that's
2: a fourth option <laughs> okay. so you can have whoever you got out there big so you got that big headed alligator uh, and soldier. maybe he's not going
1: to help. Maybe he's a pretty good block Well, alligators are terrible receivers. They have little short arms. Yeah, well
2: that guy's <laughs> going to be in the line then he's going to block.
1: Yeah, that's true.
2: I'm just saying Cameron, I got a way
0: to I got a way to improve basketball. Okay. Okay this is revolution We have sport. 100 of these You <laughs> either it either works one of two ways You either pick the best player on the other team or you do this in lieu of fouling out and that is you take a player's shoe just one <laughs> so, if I get 5000 not out of the game, I just can I just got one shoe you, the rest of the game. You couldn't see it, but but his sell
2: on that was he, he just said he takes one and then he just kind of looked at it of, like, "See?
0: <laughs> you take one shoe." So like or before the game, it's like, "All right, uh, you're going to go, you know, we'll do the they don't do a coin toss in the NBA, but whatever. They they come to center court and they're like, "Kobe Bryant, you only or LeBron, you only get one shoe tonight." Sorry, dog. <laughs> and like, you know, it changes how you guard him, I man. I'd I'd watch a guy playing one shoe. I mean, every see a guy step when he his loses toe. a shoe, all the court? <laughs> yeah. It's so awkward. I Hilarious. mean, he's not. He, like one foot is like two inches higher, and, and then like slipping, he's slipping sliding and sliding.
2: All that sweat. <laughs> Did we say slipping and sliding? Did did we jinx each other on slip and slide? You did. What are the chances?
1: You guys can't talk the rest of the show.
0: No. Uh, Hockey? Uh Uh, Uh, Cameron, can I shout?
1: (laughs) (laughs) You have 50 more words.
0: Hockey? Best
2: way to improve hockey? Take it totally out of America. Only Canadian teams put up a pretty strong television border there so that we never have to watch that again. I agree with that. It is so boring. It is like soccer on
1: ice, except much more boring. I like it. So I'm back on the soccer thing. Half the field size. Right. So we're all Four balls.
2: four balls four balls. So it is <laughs> no goal and no
1: goalies. No
0: goalies. It's, no that you got to have a goalie, but that's it's like, pandemonium. Yeah,
2: at <laughs> any point <laughs> you're at least scoring two three hundred points a game. Yeah, <laughs> and it is. I mean, there are guys there are yellow cards. I mean, it is absolute pandemonium. Sounds like and, it's like
0: what about this for <laughs> hockey?
3: It's like arena for hockey. It's arena
1: football. Yeah, yeah.
3: Hockey. For, Go ho- ahead, for
0: hockey, like I think we can improve it by having the Zamboni run the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> like, so you're playing, but you're dodging right. the Zamboni. That's so just kind of cruising, cruising out the- there.
2: Yeah, you can hold on to the back of it like Michael J. Fox on his skateboard <laughs> and Back to the Future's. <laughs> so maybe. that
1: so then that on the, along those lines for basketball, you could have those kids who are mopping on the sweat on the court at all times. Mm-hmm. They can play. They, no, they're in play. Yeah, they're <laughs> there. They are. They are moving objects on the court. Okay, but Kobe and so,
4: Bryant can't hold on to the back of them like Michael J. Fox, no, no, no. no, so yeah. back you, to the
2: no. you can toss that kid a pass real quick down court if you feel like he's going to no, be no no, helpful. no, no. He has no, no, to no, have the sweepy thing the in
1: his hands at all times. Um, he's got to be actively mopping at all times. So he's
2: purely. <laughs> just
1: a distraction he, yeah, like, he's, he's a just moving a- like a bumper on bumper pool well, you know like he's a video a- game yeah, he's yeah. on bumper pool <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah
4: trying to play basketball and the mascot like, the mascot
1: <laughs> and the moppy kids have to be on the court at all times you, ball. Build, ball. You, build, you, you, you build a little kind of wall around it like arena football mm-hmm. and they can't leave the court keep them all in yep.
4: Chandler's band name is the mascot and the Moppy Kids.
1: Yeah,
3: Yeah. (laughs)
0: camera. I got one way. I got one way also to improve it because we're talking about at this point they're in like a large cage where no one escapes. Uh, uh, In the fourth quarter, we released thirty ferrets that have to stay alive the rest of the game, Just running around, running around
2: to keep them alive. I
1: mean, we got a three point line. What about a four point line and a five point line?
2: (laughs) And why not a really
1: really tall hoop and a really short hoop
0: too? right
1: it, they do it in swimming in a way wait so the little short hoop is like one point and then the regular hoop is two points
0: yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it just, you or can no. do really sweet dunks on that. That's why guys like us can get out there and get oh, a shot please. at the NBA. Cause right now it's just not fair. It's, fra- yeah, it's fractional points. Like, on the like Here's my problem with the NBA right now. One, it doesn't help for guys that aren't dunking on 10 foot. If I got an eight and a half foot and two, it, it totally takes out dudes who are really good with ferrets. And so if we added these rules, right. I think I would have a shot. That's all and I'm, I'm
2: saying. <laughs> how much fun is it to see a guy hit the three rim and then it drops down and goes through the point eight. Yeah. So, so now we got a three And then get attacked by a ferret. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, this is a game worth watching.
1: All right. There you go. All right. Well, you know, coming for the substance. <laughs>
2: That's why I'm wearing a baseball hat today.
1: <sighs> <sighs> They'll do it for slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. Up next. Oh, man. The flaming lips. J- To our next guest The Flaming Lips The song is Do You Realize We're with an oldie on this one They have a brand new album out You're going to hear more about that In the segment So I didn't want to spoil Any of their new music so I figured I'd toss back to 2002, mm-hmm. bring you a little Do You Realize. Classic song. Well, uh, before the Flaming Lips, normally here we would have a, uh, a a sponsor in the middle of the show mm-hmm. you know, that helps underwrite the show. Oh. Uh, but this week, we actually uh, want to talk about our advertisers. Um, we're, we're grateful for them. They make the show possible. They keep the lights on. And they s- support the show every week. And they keep coming back because you guys mm-hmm. support our advertisers. And it's actually a really cool thing. Uh, without their support. This show wouldn't be possible. The reason why it's worked is like we vet them uh, like we, we partner with uh, sponsors that actually we endorse and we like them and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But we want to keep bringing you sponsors that you connect with. Mm -hmm. And um, to better do that, we want your input. Um, Our goal is to find advertisers that are well-matched to you and your interests and our show. So if you could take five minutes to go online and take a little survey for us, it would help us out a lot. If you go to podsurvey.com slash relevant, uh, you could take a quick, easy, anonymous survey that'll help us get to know you a little bit better. Once you've completed the survey, uh, you can enter a drawing to win a $100 Amazon gift card. And even if you've taken our show's podcast listener survey before, I think we did one a couple years ago, the current one is new and different. And we'd really love for you to take it all over again. And don't forget, you might get that $100 Amazon gift card. So once again, that's podsurvey.com slash relevant. Um, And thanks for helping us find uh, great advertisers. And that way we can keep the show free. Legendary indie rock outfit. The Flaming Lips just released their latest album, Ozy Melody. But here you go. If you're Googling, if you're firing up the Google engine, it's Ozy M L L O D Y. We're very anti. Yeah. Yeah. Right now. It the worst foul. It's getting rave reviews. And uh, as the band delves hmm. deeper into experimental arrangements and ambient and instrumentation, all anchored by big pop-inspired hooks. We recently talked with Flaming Lips frontman Wayne Coyne about the album's influences and how they continue to be one of the most innovative forces in music. Here is the Flaming Lips.
7: So this this album is, is a little different than uh, your previous work, and obviously i have got a, a ton. But I think you know one thing that I noticed was uh, the lack of a, even more um, analog sounds that that were maybe more prevalent. I think I only heard one song that featured drums at least in a in a prominent way, and those kind of things. So I mean, what what would you say inspired um, inspired your overall direction for this for this project?
8: I think the way most modern recording you know studios or whatever is going the idea that you know that, that there's a difference between someone you know uh, actually playing an instrument or someone just programming programming you know an instrument or something like that I, you know, I think we used to consider that, but I think that's probably one of the things that is kind of, just drifted away that we don't really think of that anymore and probably because we're working more and more on computers and less and less you know it having to be a organized jam session where everybody's playing at the same time I think I don't think you'd want to be in a group for 30 years like we've been <laughs> if you had to do everything that way it would probably it would probably drive you crazy and probably you know not you know make it less enjoyable so I think you know that's probably has something to do with it moving little by little towards um you know it's sounding more you know or sounding less like it's a bunch of people playing and more like stuff that's perhaps you know programmed or, or overdubbed or something um and then probably just the more music that's made like that that we're listening to i mean being around um miley cyrus you know, and, and, and getting involved with with her and not just making music with her, but, you know, working on even tracks that other producers have done with her and sort of being exposed and being, you know, enlightened and, and just being around it is probably I don't know. You know, we we've talked about this this thing that happens. Like you'll hear a piece of music and you cannot know whether you really like it or whether you really hate it. And you listen to it and listen to it. And the more you listen to it, the more you are going to want to listen to it. Now, you still may not like it and you still may say you hate it, but the more and more you listen to music, the more it's played around in this circuitry in your brain. And your brain has sort of accepted it, even if you haven't, you know? And I think just by being around her and listening and being exposed to so much music that's not just you know, it's not, it's not necessarily rap, but it's, you know, a lot of hip-hop producers and stuff. And, you know, hip-hop producers aren't, you know, they're never really looking at it like, oh, there's a bass player, and there's a drummer, and there's a guitar player or whatever. It's just a track. They just make a track out of whatever they whatever they want to make it out of, you know. And I think Stephen and I really embraced that. I think we we wanted to, in a sense, get away from thinking of ourselves always is like this rock group that you know here's a drummer here's a bass player and not and it just be sounds you know and I think part of us um will probably always have that connected to us but uh, part of us I think was free enough to make a record like the new one where it's it's really I wouldn't be able to tell you sometimes what is the difference between what are drums and what are what are the bass and what are, you know, because sometimes we'll we'll even have like a vocal track and we can manipulate it and turn it into something that ends up being a drum track. You know, it's just whatever it is that you make it out of just doesn't have any, you know, it doesn't matter. And that used to really matter to us. And probably when, you know, when, when recording was a little bit more, I don't know, you had to take it slightly more serious because it took longer and it tossed more money and it was... It was difficult to change your mind if you'd spent you know a week working on something and you didn't like it it would have been difficult to say oh let's just let's just change it and just do whatever towards you know the way we record now you can just do whatever you want and, it, and then you have the freedom to change your mind which is what all artists really want nobody really knows what they want until they have it and Sometimes once you have it you decide oh now that i have it you're right i don't like it you know and you want to you want to change it and so i mean i think that's helped us a lot
7: So it's interesting, like you talk about, you know, obviously your 30 year career as a band and then leading up to this latest project. I imagine, you know, with some of the changes you're talking about and in terms of music itself and what even, you know, what even, how even you define what instruments and component parts go into music, how has that changed your process? I mean, how do you approach music largely the same, you say, or would you say, or is it totally different? What does that look like for y'all?
8: Well, I mean, like the last record that we mixed. Where we had to have everybody on the mixing desk, you know, back, back in the, the, as the nineties started to come to a close, the late nineties, we would still be mixing with, you know, sometimes five or six of us all at the mixing desk with as many faders and as many effects buttons as we feel like we could manage as the song went by and try to trigger all those and, you know, by hand and try to get them all reasonably right you know as it went by and that would drive us crazy i mean we would mix songs there's a there's a song called unconsciously screaming on on a record the uh, pre driven ambulance record of ours and we know without an exaggeration we know that we mixed it over 200 times um, and sometimes it would be because we just didn't like it and sometimes we would mess up something and we'd redo it and sometimes we'd change our minds as it went so nowadays, you know, all those little nuances are, you know, the computer is keeping track of every little move that you want to make. So, you know, if it's going by and you say, oh, you know, I want to put a little bit more high end on the, on the hi-hat track or something, it can just be done. You don't have to have someone do it while, you know, while the, the track is going by. And I think that's allowed us to be a different group than we were In the late 90s. Otherwise, I don't think we'd want to be that same group. I think it would just drive us all crazy to have to work with the same people in the same frustrating ways over and over and over. And I think us embracing the technology that allowed it to be easier has made our music so much, you know, it's just not better isn't the right word, but we're just more free to kind of be wrong and and you know it lets you find what's right you, you know no one knows what to do a lot of times you're just you are know, just messing around and you know one idea is as valid and as good as the next idea and you just start doing things you know and and this then the way you can record now it just allows you to just do stuff you know and it's not that It's not that you know. It's not that much work to change it or whatever, and that's that's a great thing. That's a really really great thing. And some people may view it like it makes it so anybody can record, and I say good. I mean that I says I think that's cool. I think it's like having it's like having paint brushes and paint available. If you want to be a painter, you can paint. You don't have to. There's no special thing that you have to be part of. And I think music. I don't know if it's that. Just yet, but it's becoming that way. I think that's going to be great for music. When we started to think that we were making, you know, what we're, what could be the next Flaming Up's record, we were still making the Miley Cyrus and the Dead Pets record. And we stumbled upon this little, this little jam. And when I say jamming, I think I was sitting on a keyboard that did like, I was playing at like a bass line, but like a lot of keyboards that you play now, they have a beat that goes with them. You know, there's already a beat sort of connected to it. So I was playing this bass line and then Steven started to play this really great sort of cosmic kind of relaxing kind of otherworldly little chord progression and that ends up being the very first song on the album that we ended up calling oxy melody so the album is called oxy melody but then it has this very first track on it It it's called that as well and you know this is this track you know for us when we made it was was that slightly magic moment where you're kind of like "What is that you know when you know we always think um, when it's something really hitting us, we always think that must be somebody else's song, and we don't know it, and we're just playing it. And no wonder we like it so much because it's, you know, it's somebody else's song. And 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 it, we end up just being in, intrigued by it, and went back to it, and went back to it. And then as we started to think, oh, maybe we could, maybe we could make a record that kind of has a vibe like this, and it would it would sort of challenge us to make other music that say would be a piece of music. You know, this you know, we we try to make albums that aren't just here's a song and then here's the next song. You know, that we we like albums that kind of have a flow to them and a mood to them. And that particular track, that very first track, the Oxymelody track, it just had this this mood that we as a flaming that's I think we felt like we hadn't explored that before. And it was something that we probably, you know, wanted to. We just didn't know what it was. To explore until it kind of accidentally got played, and yeah, I mean, and that's what I think most musicians and most artists want is, you know, I want to, I want a glimpse. I would just want a glimpse of what might be ahead, and then you get to struggle to find it and, and to follow it.
1: That was the Flaming Lips. Make sure to check out their new album, Hosey Melody, it's out now. listening to Chance the Rapper and Kirk Franklin. Uh, the song is Finish Line, Drown, mm-hmm. and the reason why you're listening to the both of them is they both appear in the brand new issue of Relevant. Oh,
2: I thought it was because they yeah. recorded a song together, but in more... <laughs> the, the reason why way. I chose Just it reference. for yeah. this <laughs> break. You're like, we created this song of the two of them is, together because they're both in the magazine. Yeah, <laughs> there you go.
1: That's it. We Very custom so- sonic experiences here on the show.
2: <laughs> Kirk Franklin. He's really having a,
1: a whole moment, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Oh, yeah. That's what we talked to him about on the on the. Have you the talked magazine. to him?
2: Like, talk, ever met him?
1: No. I bet he's a really nice man. He seems my, just plan, like, my plan is to sidle up in a video shoot one day.
3: Yeah, I yeah. feel yeah. like he's he trespassed.
2: <laughs> he's made inroads. I'll let's just say this. They've contacted me to try to get you in it.
1: Yeah, just they needed a middle-aged white guy in the background somewhere, right? So yeah, and they said,
2: "Please, please, please, can we have Cameron's email address?" I said, "I don't give that out, but listen, he's active on social just media." Basically just put a big him.
1: hoagie out there; he'll he'll sidle up. He'll find it. Yeah, whenever there's a hoagie, yeah, all of a sudden, bait, his... literally bait him with a hoagie; he'll find yeah. it. Trust us. Well, what you're about to experience is actually the magic of audio editing and post production, because you just heard Eddie talk, mm. and now Eddie's gone, and Aaron Hambury appears. Ooh. Anyway, it is magic. Welcome. Our editorial director, Aaron Hanbury, uh, is joining us for this segment where we are excited to tell you about the brand new issue of Relevant, the March issue. Uh, which is coming out this week. Subscribers probably have seen it and know what we're about to tell you, um, but uh, it hits newsstands and everything now. Uh, the March issue Re- of Relevant uh, reveals a big redesign for the magazine. Huge. It's a new paper size, it's new paper, it's uh, an a updated look. And I'll say this um, I am our own biggest critic. I'm always thinking about things we can do better. I've never read one of our magazines once it's come back because no good would come of that. <laughs> like if I, cause like in fresh hindsight, like you see someone with fresh eyes, you're like, man, I wish we would have done this way or whatever. Well, mm. th- that's not good. Yeah. Just let's move forward. Let's talk about the future. Oh um, <laughs> this issue. I'm extremely proud of the team killed it. Uh, the content is amazing. The design is amazing. And um, it, is an, it, it really is a, a really fun way to kick off a new era for the magazine. And um, it's ex- we're excited to tell you about it today. Well, what we want to do in this segment, we're not going to take you page by page because you can do that online. But it um, would be
7: interesting if we did because it's all good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: the, the, the other fun thing that we're announcing is probably while this podcast is out, there's a massive change online. And so the way that you could go actually experience the magazine at relevantmagazine.com is completely new and uh, there's, you know, so anyway, we're not gonna go page by page by page because you can go do that now in a virtual way that's uh pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. But we wanted to kinda of talk to you about some of the highlights and some of the uh behind the scenes of the issue. The issue features a landmark filmmaker, huge Martin Scorsese. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Um you might have been hearing about his recent movie Silence, where um it's a very Christian movie. I mean, it tells mm-hmm. the story of, of missionaries in Japan and you know, Um, it's very difficult to watch. Uh, It wrestles with faith. And um, the story that we had, uh, the time that we were able to spend with Scorsese, he really got into this interesting tension that his whole life has been uh, wrestling with, where there's the profane and the sacred. Mm -hmm. He grew up in the church. He was an Mm -hmm. altar boy. He also grew up in Little Italy in New Mm -hmm. York, and Mm -hmm. he saw... And he didn't say the word, you know, mobsters or mafia, but he described as a young child seeing men do terrible, terrible things mm-hmm. just in the neighborhood mm-hmm. and then see them in church on Sunday. Yeah. And so he, it was formative to him that there's this tension between the profane and the sacred. And he is, if you look at his his uh, film career through that lens, it illuminates attention that you probably wouldn't see at the surface if you just happened to see one of his movies. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. They're very, very violent. They're very, you know, it's just... going to be over the top. Yeah. And this movie, while being overtly religious, uh, also has very difficult scenes, yeah, very brutal, uh, yeah. torture and yeah. things. And uh, and again, it, it played itself out in, in silence. And so we got to sit down with him and talk to him, not just about silence, but about mm-hmm. this career he's had and how mm-hmm. he has
7: changed filmmaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Well, I tell you one of the yeah. most exciting or interesting things that I think came out of our time with him was that this film in particular uh, is kind of the culmination of this wrestling he's done. And in one sense, yeah. it's even autobiographical so that he has this tension within himself that he said, uh, you know, these highs and lows, or big highs as a creative, you know, in terms of the, the films that he's put out. He's also had big lows, a lot of family trouble through his whole life, and he's always kind of held on to this boyhood uh, faith that he uh, had, but he's not necessarily sure what to do with it. So it, it's, it has this tension for him that plays out in his career, it plays out with his personal life, and it tends to culminate here in silence, and, and being able to talk to him about all those component parts uh, put together and where he thinks he is in his career now was super interesting.
1: I'd say he's yeah. toward the tail end. I mean, wouldn't you? You never know. <laughs> you never know. In some <laughs> ways,
4: just at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, and also in the issue, we have our, uh, our, as we do every March, our new music guide, yeah. uh, where we sit down with different industry insiders, a couple of mu- artists, music journalists, producers. This year, Andy Barron is on mm-hmm. the
7: panel. Matt Connor does a lot of writing for music us. Music journalist. Uh, yeah. Flurry. Flurry. Yeah. Uh, Chelsea's panel. friend. Could
4: use the background of my and, phone right uh, now.
7: oh there you go and she's in (laughs) Relevant little insider Mm -hmm. and then uh, Marty from Social Club Misfits so we have two Martys in the uh, the magazine because (laughs) we found out that Martin Scorsese goes by Marty of yeah. course he um, does. Everybody yeah.
1: knows that. That's what I call him. I didn't. I, did
7: not, I, I yeah. would have just been like <laughs> all Martin, the scenes like that I've,
1: I've sidled up in the background. It's like a little <laughs> Easter egg. If you watch some of his movies, um, you'll see a little tiny white head in the background, very far away, and that's <laughs> that's me. <laughs> and uh, I every, I hear everybody calling him Marty. <laughs> you mm. know, yeah, is, yeah,
7: I, I, yeah. Yeah. like an idiot. I would have been like, "Hi, Martin," and then would yeah, it would have looked I like I had no yeah, idea. you, what would, you
1: would have looked like a real fool,
3: Aaron. You do
7: the interview.
1: Our our new music guide is <laughs> chock full of really fun stuff really interesting uh talks about trends that we're excited about uh, that we see w- will probably uniquely define 2017 last year was a phenomenal year for music and this year uh, looks to be the same yeah, we're really excited and about and it keep yeah. it keep it rolling and yeah. uh for example um all indications are there is a brand new i this is this is something i'm excited about a brand new <laughs> arcade fire album about to about to drop i've heard that yeah. here's a yeah. Uh, part of their their new single that's the sort of stuff you'll find in a new music guide. Like wow. a little little insider tidbit. Like, mm-hmm. hey, guess what? This is coming. Yeah. Uh, we also talk about trends and like uh, several artists. So like one, thing, one of the things that we saw percolating in 2016 that we think is going to really hit momentum this year is the uh, the 70s are back. i so 70s. 70s.
3: Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm but so it's not thrilled. like disco
1: 70s. It's like Elton John 70s. Yeah, yes. Long songs. Uh, it's like the golden age like of... Rock queen, and roll. 70s. Yeah. Oh,
3: yes.
7: queen
1: 70s is yeah. coming back.
7: Foxygen, who we talk about, I think a couple places in, in this issue... Uh, it sounds so much like Queen. Yeah,
1: yeah, and, 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 yeah, they really do. Another artist that's in in, in the issue that kind of anchors this trend for us is actually the Lemon Twigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's their new single. Goes so on for nine more minutes. <laughs> so,
4: what I love about both of those bands is they have the showmanship of Elton John and Queen and all of those bands, but they because of the time they're arriving at, their lyrics are a little bit more vulnerable.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because like the '70s music was protest music, mm-hmm. largely is birthed out of protest music and stuff, and and evolved into what it became. But it's a similar kind of thing that's that's birthing this renaissance of mm-hmm. that. Yeah. So it's like substantive. Content yeah, absolutely.
7: Mm. It, it, one thing that's cool about it is it doesn't feel like it's trying to be seventies music. I mean, it's inspired by, but it's not like a throwback well, it, nostalgia. Are you kidding me? It sounds
3: exactly
1: like Elton John and Queen.
7: Right, but not in a uh not in a we're but gonna but re- remake all the Disney movies kind of way. More in like a this is what yeah capture kind of thing. Like I mean, the, all these the, kids, that they weren't around Nick the seventies. These were all, like 90s. It, yeah. were all in nineties. Kids born in the nineties. Uh, doing the music, which I think is an interesting twist on... I mean, it's not just like a 70s So you're saying it does not feel
1: like derivative or like, we're trying to remake or reimagine the 70s. It's just authentically 70s.
7: TV and movies are like, hey, let's start revisiting stuff and see if it catches on again. And I don't feel like that's what's going on here.
1: Yeah. Other uh, music in the issue, we actually talk... If you saw the Grammys, you know, you saw... Chance out there having church, and Kirk Franklin was leading the choir. Wow. And we what sit down that? with Kirk Franklin in this issue and talk about him, kind of pastoring this revival that's happening in hip hop. Uh, Kirk had has had huge influence on Kanye West, and he shows mm-hmm. up on his album. Uh, he shows up on Chance's album. Mm-hmm. He's showing up. Uh, he was referenced by Big Sean's new single, and yeah. it's all about Jesus. Yep. So it's like. Why is Kirk Franklin all of us? So we sat down with him and talked about we, it. It we, was we fascinating. Asked just that, essentially,
7: yeah. like this is everything we're seeing. What happened? What's going on? <laughs> yeah. and he told us. I mean, he told us. The, he told us the backstory of these. Uh, what's going on? What their relationships for? Like now, his fears with some of it. Like mm-hmm. what's yeah. been a real door opening kind of experience, and then his when, concerns. What's next yeah. Like yeah. for him? Yeah, yeah, it's, he, he, it's fascinating. He,
0: yeah, he really has one of the most fascinating careers of any musician right now because he walks in so many circles and it isn't just mm-hmm. like him inserting himself. Like a lot of artists want to work to with him, not just because of what he brings to the table musically, but also spiritually. He's really kind of at the center of this moment that's happening right now.
1: Also in the issue, we have a really cool piece on what is happening in the spiritual climate in New York City mm-hmm. right now. It, like statistically it's quantifiable this isn't just like oh there's a cool church everybody's going to mm-hmm. the yeah. the population of New York City uh, the Christian population of New York City has grown 300% in the last 20 years
7: 300 that's
1: insane yeah and, <laughs> yes. and, and, and in this story uh, uh, the journalist is Somebody has been there for the whole the whole run of it, so to get the insider perspective on really what's happening in that city, talking about the small parish movement, the Hillsong New York, obviously, and the impact that Tim Keller and mm-hmm. John Tyson and others have had, uh, and really what's happening. It's bigger than any one yeah, church absolutely. or even a handful of churches. It's it's uh, entrenching itself in the neighborhoods, and it's uh, I mean that's tough soil to to crack, and it's fascinating to. Um, hear really why it's happening and and how it's happening. The photography is worth the price of admission, folks. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's awesome. Andy Barron nailed it, capturing the vibe and the scenes of what's happening spiritually in New York
7: right now. Yeah, as an editor, that was a fun one, just to package as a whole. I mean, you know, from from headlining to subtitles to the text and then pairing with the images was a lot of fun. Mm.
1: And and the the
0: cool thing is like there is a reason why these churches and uh, Christianity in general has like broken out in the city and it really kind of unpacks that not just the uh, like the values of the city like you know the old saying like if you can make it here you can make it anywhere. It's the same way sort of with the church. They're so in tune to the values of the people in that city and community and diversity that that's why it's breaking out and to really read about how intentional that is, mm-hmm. uh, it, yeah. I thought was one of the most interesting, just from a pure interest level,
1: uh, was one of the best pieces in the whole issue. Also in the issue, Phanagram, N.T. Wright, uh, Craig Rochelle wrote a piece. The experience of reading the magazine is re- remarkably different. Yeah. Uh, the front matter, which is what we call the short stuff up in the mm-hmm. front of the magazine, uh, has been significantly expanded. Double, um, yeah. I think Yeah, which is, the, here's the deal. That's why we all like reading. You know what
7: I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like well, was, we, did, we did this for you, the reader.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, so it's beautiful. It's mm-hmm. it's engaging. It's the full spectrum, God life, culture, justice. Um it's it's what we've covered. It's just mm-hmm. being done in kind of a new and more honed way, maybe. In the back of the magazine, we blew up how we've been covering the taste making curation stuff mm-hmm. and uh, the all new relevant recommends approach. We sit down with some of the artists and creators and authors and people that are inspiring us and talk to them. We also are selecting and helping you find stuff worth engaging, art media worth engaging. It's really cool. Yeah, uh, it's a lot so of fun. Check out the new issue of relevant it's on newsstands nationwide most Barnes and Noble have it if you can't find it you can get it online you can buy single issues at at our website realmagazine.com you can also subscribe this magazine is bigger uh, it's more expensive the subscription prices did have to go up a little bit worth it but I honestly (laughs) believe that it's still a great value and it's worth paying for so go check it out at realmagazine.com thanks for joining us Aaron oh thanks all right stay tuned up next your feedback To Skip Marley, song "His Lions." Now, who's Skip Marley? Skip Marley's grandfather was uh, a
2: little famous. Was Jacob Marley from the very famous
1: Scrooge, Scrooge stuff? Yeah, no, it was uh, uh, Bob Marley. Good old, good old Bob Marley. Grandpa Bob, we called him. I was there, I saw his name. I was like, "Who names their kid Skip?" Right? Bob. But then when you remember, like his grandpa's name was Bob, so it's like these aren't creative first naming families right. over here, you know? It just.
3: Give him a nice name. Miley. Just Bob and Skip. You yeah. know? Like
1: Just hanging out. Anyway, Skip Marley. It's a really great track. Uh, Lions is what it's called. All right. Well, it's time for your feedback. Uh, last week, we had Adam on and uh, th- weird things happen when Adam's on weird. and he, he brought a slice about how uh, some 90s nostalgia stuff was coming back specifically Nokia was bringing back that brick phone love it and uh, and we got us talking about nostalgic uh, reboots and things that we would like to see come back you know obviously you know there's a lot of shows recently Fuller mm-hmm. House things mm-hmm. like that uh, what did you want to see come back what so we the question of the week last week was what nostalgic things would you like to see come back you hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast you also posted on the episode page at relevantmagazine.com here's a few of our favorites pc walker said he'd like to see micro machines come back even if it's just to
0: see that fast talking guy from the commercials again great i point. say yeah i agree that great idea more choking hazards pc walker unbelievable <laughs> <More> <laughs> <What>? choking hazards more 90s choking hazards unbelievable thanks a lot personal <laughs> Danny said, "I'd like to see a Captain America live action remake starring Al Gore as the Cap himself." But I don't want to see Al Gore in tights.
1: <laughs> <laughs> <Valid>
0: <laughs> point. I mean, I, I mean, I would, I would love. I think he could pull it off with the blue hair. Get him in, you know, he'll be fine. You know, you know what the you know what the, the, uh, the thing about Captain Planet is is like, you know, they they all the kids like had the rings. You know, it was like fire, wind, water, and they could like shoot all the stuff. And one of them's like Earth. Like, one like, kid had an Earth ring, which was like, dirt.
2: Mm-hmm. You get everything? <laughs> like, just say soil. Even soil would have been better. But
0: Earth is yeah, just like, exa- that's all. Exactly. Of the planet. Like, how, how does one kid get a ring that shoots fire and one that is, 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 ba- is basically a wheelbarrow full of dirt? That's his whole power <laughs> ring. I, I, I couldn't watch Captain Planet because I just felt bad for the kid that had the Earth
1: ring. It's so
4: like... I couldn't I watch it because it was... Would, if, yeah, we were allowed like, to. It was too liberal. Re-
1: yeah. No, yeah. environmentalism was liberal. In they our- did
2: a they did a whole episode on population control, like how many, like not having too many kids. And I remember Ooh, even as a, a like a fifth grader watching it and going like, hmm. "Wow, that seems outside of like the realm of." recycling and things I thought I was going to hear about. Apparently, <laughs> I got to talk to my parents about not having my brother.
3: <laughs> yeah, I was more offended,
0: was more offended mm-hmm. by the Earth ring personally. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that... population control, I get why you're mad, but I mean, if I was the kid that was given the Earth ring and my buddy got fire, I'm becoming someone who actively pollutes just to spite <laughs> Captain Planet. And his, and his dumb yeah. ring. I'm just really, up. Give, me, give me like an ice ring or something, yeah, dude. I'm, Earth? Come on, man. I don't even want to be a part of this. I'm, I'm, I'm not putting mine in. I'm not putting it a in. a
2: bag of those six packs of rings you know and just walking straight to sea world mm-hmm. dumping them in the dolphin habitat mm-hmm. um what are the most nostalgic things that you would like to see come back addison said shauna oh. <laughs> which, which i thought was both incredibly funny
1: and sad at the same time. was it was she saying that um, Shauna's Prime was in the 90s? No, no, no. Oh, it was okay. just
2: purely because the question was purely because I wanted to make sure it was not insulting to our friend. What are the nostalgic things you would like to see come back?
1: Uh, I, we may have some news about that soon, yeah. by the way. yeah. Foreshadow. Uh, Scott
4: Apple yeah. said the Stretch Armstrong toys, but
1: life-size.
4: Shauna,
2: oh. Shauna's actually moving to France. That's the news.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> life-size Stretch Armstrong? Mm-hmm. That's
4: terrible. I'm,
0: I'm, what would I you know. do
1: with it? I don't heavy. know what Eggs, you do with it. You can't exactly. really pull it. I mean, if you, you can only pull it as wide as your arms can go. I
4: actually saw one at Target the other day. So they're still selling them. Mm. It was like in a realm of like toys you missed. Oh, really? Yeah. And they had that little robot guy that eats coins. The little yellow one.
1: Wait, Target has a nostalgia section now? Yeah.
3: Oh,
4: sweet. i was
1: shopping for my niece and nephew.
2: Gregor was either being funny or quite insulting when he said since the threshold for reboots and other nostalgia is getting shorter and shorter I think it's time for a relevant podcast reboot.
3: Oh what? (laughs) Okay
1: good that's how I took it too. Like relevant podcast the next generation sort of a thing? Very insecure. Or or relevant podcast babies like Muppet Babies? (laughs) Yeah. I'm monstrously insecure. I didn't need that. I I like Muppet Babies. I think we do a Muppet Babies one yeah
2: fine we all have have, we all have kids that are generally his
4: friends can have a podcast
1: right yeah Yeah, like two in two years cohen has been asking me ad nauseum to start a kid's youtube channel so maybe that's what maybe that's what it is it's wrong podcast babies
0: yeah (laughs) the (laughs) next class yeah Yeah, the next class (laughs)
1: class. (laughs) and then they grow up the college years Mm, i like it the
0: next generation Uh, Josh Conrad said, bring back the adventures of Pete and Pete as the parents of Pete Jr. and other Pete Jr. I would totally watch that. Pete and Pete was a totally weird and underrated show. And yeah, I, agree I fully support
3: that.
1: So they're the parents. And then they both named their kids Pete Jr. So yeah, it's Pete so it's Jr. and Pete Pete's Jr. Show. <laughs> Pete Jr. and Pete Jr. is the name of this show. But the de- yeah. the parents names are also Pete and Pete. I I,
0: like I, I, I I heard one of the Pete's though choked on a micro machine and he's uh, yeah, well, he's,
1: you know. no, he didn't make it. Um, <laughs> yeah. it. It would be Pete and Pete generations. There was
4: yeah. an episode <laughs> of Pete and Pete where one of the Pete's went to driver's ed and they they had like cardboard people that popped up and you had to avoid them. And for most of my life, I thought that's what you're <laughs> taking your driver's test <laughs> would be
1: like. Oh, almost like in a shooting gallery where like bad guys and yes, good like, guys like, would come up, up like in the police academy mm-hmm. yeah. and like you have to shoot bad ones and <laughs> Not good ones. Yeah. Yeah. And you thought that's what driving tests were like. Yeah. WD? Severely
4: disappointed when I found out all you had to do is parallel parks.
1: So. <laughs> all right. Well there's more where that came from. Uh chime in and then Jesse will uh pitch it to uh Comcast to uh see if we can get some of these rebooted. <laughs>
0: yeah, I mean I'm 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 I need a show to land here because I'm planning on retiring to Fort Lauderdale
1: very shortly. <laughs> so give me some good ones. All right. So this week's
5: editorial question of the
1: week hey. well I mean clearly there's only one question that <laughs> we can ask and we want to hear from you uh, ways to improve sports that's yeah. it me, just give it to us I think, it's, I think it's MTV's rock and jock I think that's the pinnacle <laughs> essentially I
2: think. everything is a rock and jock So tennis rock and jock bowling <gasps> rock and jock tennis
0: rock and jock Right,
1: yeah, I would watch. Get out that.
2: there! You got Martina Navratilova, and you got uh, Blossom. <laughs> you got Blossom. Well, have you ever
0: seen that? Have you seen those giant novelty tennis balls? Throw mm. one of those bad boys yeah. out there.
1: Great right, one! Yeah, th- throw that in the mix. That's right.
0: A, yeah, it's a slow, much
1: slower game. It's and then very you, and then you to have watch. Barbara Bush r- riding around in her little cart, and if you hit her, ten thousand points. <laughs> ten <000. laughs>
0: on, on her jazzy scooter. <laughs> no, you get yeah. cash.
1: You get
2: actual cash, cash if you <laughs> hit Barbara Bush. <laughs> okay, they'll give you a thousand dollars. You got to hold it with you while you play, but you still <laughs> got a grand. She won't get hurt. It's just a tennis ball. No, she's going to be fine. Yeah, she's fine I don't want to hurt Mrs. it may Bush.
1: swerve I mean the cart may swerve it'll a may little it'll yeah. be fine yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a small time alright so hit us up on twitter at Roland Podcast or you can post your suggestions <laughs> on the podcast episode page at oh, RolandMix.com <laughs> suggestions to improve various sports there you go
0: i can't get the image out of my mind of like a former diplomat and ex president just lobbing one in in a major league swing as hard as they've ever swung in their life at that right.
1: so so has um, been giggling at old timers who can't get it off the mound yeah, you're there. giggling at somebody who can make it 90 feet all the way to the plate but it's yeah, so but it's slow not a strike. like it's clearly yeah, it's like, like floating softball. way right.
0: out way outside the batter's yeah, box but the right. major league just are sl- just sl- slowly walks over and just crushes it out of the park. But in, in the, the air, George Bush wow. case,
2: in the George Bush case, the, the, the base, the hitter just walks right up, picks it up from right next to George Bush's feet yeah. and just does one of those things where he like tosses it to himself, He just pops it in the air and just nails it. And it's like in the water, the kayaks are going Still to get wrong. the
1: ball. I like it. All right. many thanks to uh, our guests for joining us. Uh, the Flaming Lips, the Flaming Lips new album, Aussie Melody is out now. Uh, you can also follow them on on Twitter at the flaming lips also chapstick uh, helps <laughs> also thanks our show sponsor for making the episode possible remember when, when you go to squarespace.com today you can start your trial site and start building and play and kicking the tires and having a good time and when you decide to sign up yeah. for Squarespace enter the offer code relevant and get 10% off your first purchase yes
2: and to be clear with our sponsors I would like to say this. We have actually all used Squarespace and it actually is as awesome as we talked yeah, about. It's that's true. So
1: definitely. The new issue of Relevant is out now. The new era has begun. The new site is launching soon. Subscribe to the magazine. Uh, I think you won't be disappointed. I think you'll like it. Relevantmagazine.com. No, they will like it. I know you're supposed I'm to. I'm underselling
2: to, it. I understand because that's what what well, you in do in the
1: segment. We told them. I
2: mean, like I, I don't have to undersell it. I didn't have anything to do with the magazine. It's, it's great. You're
1: it, gonna
3: love it. it thanks.
2: It's, <laughs> I, <was really laughs> it. Hey, I didn't write a word in that, and that's how you know it's good. Yeah. <laughs>
3: uh,
1: well, I, and, and lastly, a little announcement. I feel like the, I feel like the pastor who's going to take offering in the middle of the sermon <laughs> do a couple of announcements. Got mm-hmm. an announcement this Sunday. You know this this show comes out on Friday, right? Two days from now, and a lot of you guys listen on Monday, so it already happened. Right. The Oscars. Right. Uh, the, the, the people see it as the pinnacle of award season. Mm-hmm. I don't. The 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 <laughs> crescendo. No, the crescendo is the rise. Right. The top of the crescendo. But we know better. No, the crescendo is is the Oscars. The pinnacle, <laughs> pinnacle. is Oscars dot biz that happens right. the next week. And it's basically right. the rock and jock to the World Series. Right. You know? yes. They, they Osc- open. They open for us. Is how I look at. It. They're the yeah, That's band. right. So the Oscars <laughs> done. Oscars.biz Biz. happening next. next, so you guys can go over to Oscars.biz next Friday <laughs> and vote, mm-hmm. and then we will have the award ceremony of the Oscars. A very, very people are like circle their calendar. They've been asking for it. Really beautiful. It's a really big moment. Yeah, right? it's, in the world of the internet, it's classy. Yeah. yeah the event. Uh It's coming up. It's coming up in a, g- uh, a couple weeks, so uh, go check out Oscars.biz. There you go. On that note, we'll wrap it up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Eddie Koffeltz. I'm Chelsea Steele. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Jesse
0: Carey.
7: We'll see you next week. I'll break into a lyrical freestyle. Grab the mic, look at the crowd and see smiles, because they see a woman standing up on her own two sloppy slouching
3: and something I won't do. some that we can't flow. can't flow Stereotypes, they got
7: to go, go. I'ma mess around and flip the scene into reverse With what? With a little touch of late first Thanks for listening to The Relevant Podcast Connect with us on Twitter, at
2: Relevant Podcast And get bonus material from this episode and more At the podcast section on relevantmagazine.com And don't forget to check the magazine out It's available on newsstands and at the iTunes App Store Or you can subscribe online at relevantmagazine.com Slash subscribe
0: I'm becoming someone who actively pollutes just to spite Captain Planet.